Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the Muse Podcast, Episode 9. We're breaking through the gender barrier. Chelsea Paulini comes on to the podcast. Chelsea Paulini plays with her band People Skills. She's a lead guitar player. She's a singer. She's a songwriter. She's a pretty powerful presence. Uh, I like the way uh, she was She was happy to talk about her songwriting process, and uh, I really dig this sort of old-school approach that she brings to songwriting, to the idea of what it's like to actually just be in a band, you know, writing songs, rehearsing them, recording them, getting out on the road and touring them. She talks about their recent tour. They've, uh, they've done a documentary on the tour as well, so uh, I think everybody's looking forward to, to seeing that. Uh, she also sings three songs, uh, which is interesting because she just grabbed a, a little sort of, I don't know how to describe it, it's sort of a, a thinner sounding kind of acoustic guitar. Sounds fucking great. <laughs> so I'm really excited about that. Um, anyway, so if you want to get in touch with People Skills, you can get their Bandcamp page up, peopleskillsbandcamp.com. But probably the best way to get in touch with them is through Facebook. Again, People Skills. Uh, they do have a release coming up. Uh, we don't have dates on that, or, but when that gets a little closer, we will go ahead and hip you to that. As always, if you want to get in touch with us, The Muse Podcast, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or go to themusepodcast.com, hit the Contact Us button, and I get in touch there. So here you go, people. Chelsea Paulini of People Skills. <laughs> He says he doesn't do hypotheticals, but he worries about me. Please don't lie to me, he says. The only assurance that he needs. Well, baby, you could lock me up and never let me out. Never give me a chance to do anything that I might lie about. Cause I'd be happy in a cage in your room. As long as I play guitar and wear my favorite perfume so never let me out never let me down we're playing chicken to see who really wants the other one around my boy dresses funeral colored casual from his hair down to his shoes it's true we could sing about misery but I got heavy blues well, baby, you could tie me down Listen to my tales To them of us, honestly Absorb and soothe my woes and wails Cause I'd be happy in a cage In your room As long as I can play guitar And wear my favorite perfume So never let me out Never let me down We're playing chicken to see who really wants the other one around? Get the hose, turn the water on, let me drown. Lock the door, shut the window, don't let me out. I'm in love when overwhelms keep me Around. Take your clothes off, get in bed, and make that sound. 
to never let me out Never let me down Playing chicken to see Who really wants the other one around That's a song <laughs> Awesome It's beautiful, man Yeah Wow, Chelsea That's a great song What's that song called? You know, I I don't know. It's got a few names. It's pretty new. How uh, old is it? Like a month, maybe. Yeah? I wrote it pretty much like a couple of days after we got back from tour, I think. Maybe like five days. I'm going to move the uh, mics while you're talking. We got back from tour this September 3rd. So I don't know when it is. So maybe like over a month. I don't really know what day it is. Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> How long were you on tour? We were on tour for 11 days. We played nine shows. This time. is with uh, people skills, right? Yes. Wow. <laughs> so, okay, let's stay with the song first. We'll cover all that. All I right, love. Yeah. I want to know about all this stuff. Yeah. But first off, so, um, so where does that song like come from? Is that a is it a, a real thing, or are you kind of putting together a, some ideas? No, or? it's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real. Thing. I have a hard time writing about anything that isn't real. So actually, really? I've, actually, I've never done it ever. Right. So yeah, <laughs> you can uh, you can move the mic, make yourself comfy, whatever you need to do. Should I move it? Is it coming in okay? Or oh, it's great. Back off? Yeah, no, I don't want you to back. You should no, be on right, the mic. Cool. So like I said, but cool. I don't want to be uncomfortable if you want to go. Well, I'll just sit put back this or whatever. Here. All right. So <laughs> yeah. So you you were saying you don't you, do you always write about real things? Yeah. Wow. It's inevitable. I've never like if I I can't just sit down and be like, what kind of thing should I make up? Like, I don't know. I know you always said write a song every day, but <laughs> <laughs> apparently we're going there right now. Okay, so so uh, full disclosure, yeah. uh, I have actually a, a, a I don't even know how way forever ago uh, when you decided you wanted to learn how to play guitar. I was teaching piano and guitar, and I actually was one of your guitar teachers, right? At one point, yeah. Well, you're supposed to be my piano teacher, but we did a lot of talking. Right, because you didn't really want to play the piano. No, I mean, like, I did classical, and, like, I started taking guitar lessons, and then, you know, my mom was like, oh, well, maybe we should just find you, like, a new piano teacher, and then right. that just turned into how to be a rock star. Yeah, it wasn't like, <laughs> I don't really teach guitar guitar, yeah. but, yeah, but you but you took lessons from other people, right? Did you take, was it a... Uh, Ned Chase, Chase? Yeah, Ned. yeah. Who's a monster? Yeah, I mean, he's like the fucking man. Yeah, he's, right? he really is. He's right. the best. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's probably I'm sure that's what you were referring to before. But uh, yeah. So, uh, but I I think I did something else for your band. You had a you band did. with a different name. Yeah. Well, in high school, it was uh, the Free Refills and right, the Dramedies. Free refills. Oh, the Dramedies. Yeah. Drama, excuse me, Dramedies. The Dramedies. The Dramedies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is, and I, yeah. I helped you. I, I like master. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll cover that. I, got I don't it. remember. That but was like was a sad <laughs> cafe thing, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. All right. So let's just get that out All of the right, way. Yeah. There's like some <laughs> some history there, right? But yeah, I think we talked a couple. We talked about a year ago or whatever. Um, just about some business shit, but I, I haven't seen you in for fucking. Yeah, ever. you were like, hit me up before Thanksgiving. This was like honestly probably two years ago. And I was right. like, okay, I never did. Right. <laughs> you were like, but you have better have done something, and I don't right. think I did. So I yeah. was like, oh, I can't hit him up really. Right. Well, yeah. I, don't you, I think you were asking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been like, check out what I've done. Right, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So back to this. So so you usually write about real shit. Yeah, always. You, you feel like that. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. So how does it go? Do you, do you have like? 
do you write the, the do you write the words first? Do you write part of the words, or is it a, how does it come together? It's pretty much always at the same time. It's really hard for me to do one without the other. It's it's more likely that I'll have the music first and write words to it. It's really unlikely that I'll have words and I'm able to write music for it. But I pr- it pretty much usually happens at the same time, and then maybe there's something that I wrote a couple of months ago that I'm like, oh, that fits, that I can throw in, like a segment, some kind of piece that I can throw together. You know, there's always pieces that have been written along the way. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I got to sing, and I can make it a song. So it sounds like you're, you're writing all the time. Sometimes not, not, I go like, through phases, like, and yeah. I'll write a bunch, and then I'll kind of not, and then I'll write a bunch, and like, yeah. So, right, <laughs> so, so how did this one come together? Uh, well, I got a b- new boyfriend and, uh, <laughs> yeah, that seems to be a, that, that's a, that's a, a, a an easy call. I, I think yeah. guys don't talk about it as much, not to be completely sexist about it, but, oh, by the way, congratulations on being, uh, the first woman on the podcast. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. so, so breaking ground <laughs> yeah. here. No glass ceilings here. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. And, and, uh, and, oh, but, but I think it's sort of like a. You know, guys hanging out talking about music. It's not like, yeah, I got this new, you know, girl. It it just doesn't fit, right? You can say, well, I had this new relationship, and I just I just felt compelled to write, which is probably what's actually happening. Yeah. Right? But but you know, Mick Jagger isn't going to be like, yeah, I had this new relationship, and I was compelled to write. You know, there's like a coolness factor to the sort of rock thing with guys yeah. to a certain extent, which is sad because that's exactly what's happening, but they're not talking about. It. So you, so. Does this happen before? I mean, you began a relationship and you were like, wow, let's let's write. Honestly, I have to say this is kind of the first time that I like wrote when I began a relationship and like it was all like happy. Like, I'm so happy. Usually it's like when the relationship is like getting all like fucked up. I'll right. write a bunch of songs about how it sucks. Right. So like this is def- this is definitely something different. Like yeah. yeah. I feel like it's like a good sign, you know? Right. <laughs> I don't want we, we don't need to turn it into a, a thing, but yeah. So so you start so in this case though, you're you're yeah. saying with this one, did you have that riff together? I or mean the, did you the, go like melody? Da, 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 da. It was just it was it was just like a melody. I love these songs I write at work. You know, I'm walking around like do, right. doing these fucking shitty jobs. Yeah. And they just come to me like, I like, so I work at this ice cream shop, which I've worked at as long as you've known me. Okay. And, uh, you know, I was working there this summer and like, after, I'm always there alone because right. especially in the fall. And like, I just, for some reason, this room has like really good acoustics and I'm always just like singing like, like, ah, like whatever. Like, cause it's, it's, it's like, it's really cool. Yeah. I never put the music on. I just, cause just cause I'm alone and I'm like, well, I'll just sing. Right. And like, I'll just start singing. I've, I think I've written like half of my songs for people skills in that building. Wow. The ice cream shop. <laughs> I really do. But yeah, that, this one was just like, I wrote it in, I think I wrote like the both verses and the chorus like in like 30 minutes. And then maybe a couple of days later, I wrote the bridge, which was also at work. Right. <laughs> do you do you do that? Do you will you sock it away? Will you say, OK, I've got, you know, a skeleton to this song and yeah. then you kind of wait for a reason to finish it? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I'll um if I'm like, oh, verse chorus, that was fucking easy. And like. I try for a second, maybe on a bridge or something. And if it doesn't come, I'm like, don't force it. And then like, maybe like with a little time, I mean, this one was super fast. It came to me like that. Right. And so I wrote the bridge and a lot of times it's just like, oh, well maybe I'll try to write the bridge and I start and it just comes and it's easy. Right. So 
right? That's, you know, I'd... it it's beautiful. It fit. It 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 feels like one thought. It doesn't feel like, you know, what's that? What's that fucking Paul McCartney song with the Admiral, Admiral Halsey starts singing in the middle of it? It's not like it's not like all hucked <laughs> together like Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, it's yeah. like it feels like a a solid thought. That's why I was asking. I was wondering, yeah. how that how that. Happened. Well, I mean, yeah, but, I was still, I was very much feeling the feels. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's cool because I mean I, I think there's a there's a there's a something to be said about crafting songs together and then sort of you know blowing awesome feelings into it like in the performance, but but it sounds like you're coming in from the other side like you have like you have this idea that's attached to this moment to this whole thing and then you're just kind of building the song around that. Yeah. How does this? So you play with your band, People mm-hmm. Skills. People yeah. Skills has been around for a while, a couple yeah, of years, a while, like, like four or five, a little or? over there, five, yeah, yeah, five and a half, four or five oh, years, right? Yeah, coming on six in the yeah. winter. People Skills <laughs> has done really well around here. Uh, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to define that. I think on a music side, from as a musician's point of view, because you know, depending on when you've been alive, where, when. Yeah. You guys have done enough work to at one point have like made a living at this. But in twenty sixteen yeah. there aren't that many places to play and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But uh but yeah, you guys are like Rocket Furies and yeah. Big Nights and you know, you get people to come out and see yeah. you and it's yeah, uh, I don't know when this is gonna be aired, but we have the residency at Furies in November. Five Wednesdays. So, really? Yeah. We'll talk about it again at the end. Right. Um but we'll we'll cover it right now. This is not gonna be it won't be very long, it'll probably be aired next week. So Okay, cool. So, well, what do you mean a residency? What does that mean? So that means they, so at Furies, they do a Wednesday residency, okay. which one band takes every Wednesday of the month for a month. And so Eric, the owner there, who is the best person ever, love you, Eric. He was like, do you want to do a residency, some, residency sometimes in the next like couple months? And I picked November because it had five Smart. And I figured we could use the money, it's but also time. because of the night before Thanksgiving is one of those Wednesdays, oh, which is one of the biggest going out nights and everybody's out and it's just yeah. a party. Every, it's just, it's okay. like, you know. So, so let's follow it out now. I'll do it again at the end uh, if, if anybody's not listening, but you talk about Furies in yeah. Dover. In Dover, yeah. In Dover, New Hampshire. <laughs> and uh, you're going to be there every Wednesday night in November. Yes. People skills. You doing one set, two sets? How does it work? Is it a regular night where there's more than one band? We don't. Uh, we don't right. usually do more than one band. Um, depending on the situation, when we're local, we'll play two sets yeah. in all night because we just have night, a yeah. million songs. So, no, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's great, man. That's well, that's really exciting. Then, yeah. What I was getting at though is that you, you know, you had you reached a certain level of success around here. You you played pretty much most of the places that you need to be played. Now you you do gigs yourself just. You know, like solo gigs, right? Yeah. Did I see you did something at 3S? I did, yeah. They do um, like a Tuesday and Wednesday thing, block six. Block six. Yeah, and you play for an hour, and yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. I haven't been to one of those. What is it? How does it feel? Like, what is it? It's very intimate. You know, you're sitting there, and then everybody's tables are right there. Very intimate. But when I was there, it was like all friends, and so it was cool. But they had some political thing going on next door. Honestly, I like to be involved, but I can't remember, but I know that it was somebody, my mom was really into it. So I assume that my views line up. <laughs> I forget his name, but <laughs> I understand. You mean there was like something going on at a, new, a different part at three. Yeah. In the, yeah. Right. in like the in, main theater yeah. thing, he was, yeah. it was like election night. And right. Yeah. Well, it's weird. Cause you know, it feels like uh, if that's the case, so it sounds like people were eating when you were playing. 
Uh, was that well, it people or was were like mainly in there, and like a couple people wandered in for a bit, but not really. They yeah. were kind of waiting for the results, and like the people that were in there were kind of like friends, like uh, the Dover kids that we're friends with. And when mm-hmm. I say we, I mean the like, the band. But, yeah. Like I'll, I'll I'll lay it out. I mean I'll I'll own it. I feel like part of me is like, wow, that's great. I mean, because whenever there's an option for someone to play, great. And if there's a and three S is a relatively new place, if it's a, if if there's a gig there, fuck yeah. I mean that end of story. On the other hand, I mean, it, it sucks that you guys have been doing this for a long time. You have a following. You've got a situation going. The songs are there. You've got more than one recording. You've got everything in line. And if you don't mind me being blunt, you're not one of those bands that has, like, a fatal flaw. Like, uh, certainly, there's no one really, there's no really good examples around here that I can think of. But we know those kind of bands where you yeah. know they're going to get to a certain part of their career and then they're really just never going to go any farther because the songs suck or there's just the two they're facing each other <laughs> rather than the audience or any of that oh, kind yeah. of stuff <laughs> you guys don't have that problem i mean there's nothing in the way other than the way that things work in 2016 right <laughs> so that old idea of going out and playing shows at a club and making records and getting on the radio and stuff. There isn't any radio and there aren't that many clubs as much. Nope. But it doesn't mean you're not making the music and it doesn't mean that people don't want to hear it. So it's that right. new, you know, sort of connection. No, people are always asking us, what are you doing here? And we're like, we don't fucking know. We're doing this for years. <laughs> right. right. But, but I mean, where are you going? Like, like as if you went to New York, all of a sudden everything would be, you know, great. Oof. I mean, this, the problem's the same in New yeah. York. So where did you, so oh, I'm sorry, before we get to that, so. Let's finish the idea of the song. So okay. what happens when you do this? Have you taken this song to the band? Um, I haven't yet because I do want to add a couple things to make it more people skills-ish, which is like, so I've been, for the past couple of years, I've been writing on the acoustic, which I never, ever did. Right. And you, then, I, I know that you always used to play the electric Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was so like anti-acoustic until I was like, well, maybe I should play some some gigs <laughs> trying to get some fucking money um but yeah so i've been doing that and it's been interesting because then i like change it for the band a little bit add some parts and you know we that i mean that song will work i just gotta add something you know a solo or some kind of riff part something that makes it rock i mean it does it, it kind of rocks but it's gotta rock more for people who don't know the band, so so uh, how many people are in the band? Three. Three. So it's guitar, bass, drums. Yep. Right? And so you're saying when you bring it into a band situation, do you end up telling the guys what to play or the other people in the band or do they kind of make it up? How does that work? Basically what I do is I write the song and I show it to them and I go, these are the parts. And like they pretty much do whatever they want unless I have – because, you know, I want them to. It's more fun if right. I say do do your thing. Unless I like – Say like, oh, Eric, like, who's our bass player now? Right. I don't know if you've seen it, you've heard since we've we've had a new bass player. Right. Um, you know, like, if, unless I want him to do the same thing as me, like for a certain part, like learn this riff and we're gonna we're gonna right. do it together. Or if I'm like Andrew, you're gonna play syncopated in this part, like, right. which is, which happens sometimes, but a lot of times, you know, I'll play something and Andrew will play the beat and I'm like, it's perfect, you know, right. like you know, right. so right, it's that inspiration, yeah, right. So, so the composition holds up. Do you do you ever play? Do you ever mess with the composition after you bring it to the band? Mm, I think more in the past, but not so much anymore. I try to think about it a little more before. Well, I... are you writing the song to be played in the band? That song, just 
came so easy, you know, mm, that yeah. I wasn't really thinking about. It. I wrote it and I knew like after I finished it and I was like, oh, I'm going to because I had a bunch of acoustic shows coming up. I was like, this right. is perfect. But I knew I was like, I want to bring this to the band. And I knew that I was going to probably change some things, which right. I still haven't quite figured out yet. But so when you're when you bring it into the band, is the next step to play it live or is the next step to record it? Definitely play it live. Oh, really? Yeah. That was a big that was a fast answer. Yeah. You don't record shit you haven't played live. Well, oh, I, I don't mean that, but I mean it normally. Normally, we yeah, just have we so play broad. a lot more shows than yeah. we record. So, like, I mean, right. we've had, we have at least two years between every recording, right? So, <laughs> okay, so the recording process is not really part of your writing process, not at all. Oh, cool. So the song happens in your head and your hands and and the guitar, yeah. and then you're pretty much done with it, and then it adapts to whatever the performance situation yeah. was. That's huge. Yeah. That's really cool. Although there is one song on this upcoming album, which I will probably play at some point, that really it was so, so raw when we brought it into the studio. And like when we recorded it, we were like, holy shit, this actually works. You know, right. and that's pretty, that's really rare for us. So, so you mean the, the recording was of that first moment? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we, I think we had played it maybe once, but it was, it was like, oh, what? I don't know about that. What are we going to do with that? And then we brought it to the studio and we're like, we're like, oh, this could work. And I'm just thinking of everything. You know, once I heard it, I was like, oh. Because, I, I mean, if uh, if I was more tech savvy, I would just record everything. But, um, like, you know, all the practices and stuff. But right. it's basically me, like, asking Andrew to set everything up. Well, I mean, <laughs> so. yeah, I mean, there's no need to. There's no, I, I, I'm not saying no need. I can see the need, the purpose of recording everything and all that. But, but no, I mean, I, I think it's, again, I, I think what I'm identifying is that moment, is the moment. Like, mm-hmm. You know, a number of people that have been on the podcast will say no. I mean, the the recording process is right. a really important part sure. of the stuff. I mean, Briggs and I worked on something together, which was super intuitive, and it was like the the recording itself was was the composition, right? Like we kind of missed the composition altogether on purpose. We said rather than writing something, let's just you know hit go, find it three times and then figure a way to right put all that back together again you know and make it work and uh, and that was really successful but i mean obviously that's a really really strange way of looking at this but i i think i'll be honest i don't there aren't that many people that i know that will actually finish the work all before recording anything and i i mean i'm applauding it from the beginning to the end i think that's like song writing right i mean it's literally those words you're you're putting the whole set. I figure there's you can break it apart. You got melody, you got your, you know, whatever you want to call it, your rhythm, your harmony. Those are your big spots, right? So whether you're singing the melody or playing the melody or you're going now, 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 or whatever, it's going to be a melody. And then that uh, the rest of it kind of is can be played with, right? Especially if you're in a band. Sure. Mm-hmm. But in your case, it sounds like you really have you, you're going to put it all together so it could be played just by you the way you're doing. Is yeah. that am I getting that well, right? Especially because we're a three piece, so it's like nothing too crazy going on. You know, just like leave a lot of space for everybody to kind of find their way. Right, and everybody right. can spread out and do what they right, want. Sure. So. Do you think it's a, a benefit or a handicap to be able to? If you're going to get up in a three-piece, you're playing guitar, you're singing, you're also the songwriter, for the most part, right? Yeah. And then, so, 
Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Do you? I mean, I, the, I can definitely see an immediate plus, which is you can, can kind of control the process from the beginning to the end so you don't, nothing fucking weird happens. Yeah. You know, you can kind of control it. What do you think? I kind of don't understand the question. Well, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe that's the answer. I mean, obviously, it's what you're comfortable doing. I mean, it's just, yeah. I don't know. I honestly, like, I, I know I keep bringing this back to, like, our lessons when I was young, but sure, it's just ahead. really funny because... You told me, and I don't remember how old I was. You said right. you should always try out your songs live before you put it on an album. And yeah. I don't know if that like subconsciously like stuck with me, or if I right. just got really into fish. But like, <laughs> like well, you I, had like a if I remember only because I think I I think it was like a Facebook thing for a little while or whatever. I don't know why I knew it so much, but you were so into the damn fish thing. I, I still awesome. am, yeah. No, but I, mean, I was going yeah. to every right. show when it's, they got back it, together. This like, stuff's like a it's like a, a dirty <laughs> pleasure for me yeah. as jam bands. Like I. Love fucking jam. Bands. I don't like I really jam. I don't have like a jam, jam band bands. Right now. I like fish. No, I understand. I'm not. Specifically. I'm, I, you can say whatever you want, but you know, for me, I would love to have a jam band right now. I was just no no yeah, bandwidth in fun. my brain. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I would love to be like in the summertime, going to like outdoor festivals and fucking playing. It's yeah, really great. But um, but yeah. So I understand what you're saying. Like for me, I think at that point it was early on you had a lot of you had a number of challenges ahead of you you're a young person you were you got out into the scene really quickly you know you actually started playing right away right you were yeah. bands you were, did we all hear that i heard i it. heard it god damn it <laughs> you know what i don't no there's no editing i don't i don't think you know what i don't think they heard that yeah that's just that came through the. Uh, so they don't the know what we're talking about. Yeah, one of my monitors, uh, <laughs> my uh, one of my computers did the Facebook Bing or something <laughs> or whatever that was. Yeah. Uh, I'll make that stop while you're talking. But um, yeah, so that idea of of just sort of, if I remember correctly, you you had a band, but you you actually started busking, right? Yeah, I did that for a bit. Yeah, just. I don't really know what was going yeah. on. <laughs> no, but that was fantastic. Yeah. You would go out and play like in Portsmouth just by yourself, right? Yeah. Or with someone or you take some friends or something yeah. and you just hang out and do it, right? Yeah. That's fucking beautiful, man. So the idea of going out and playing all your shit live before you record it was really important at the time. Yeah. You know? So I feel like I mean, that's kind of the traditional way people have done it anyways, right? I mean, before recording your stuff was easy. You yeah. had to write the song and then you'd play it and recording was kind of a special thing that you would do after touring the album or whatever yeah. for a while. You know what I mean? Especially if you weren't like signed or something. Yeah, or, like, exactly. Waiting to get, I mean, that's not the case anymore, obviously. Sure. But, like, well, anyone can about, record like, anything anytime, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, that's a good thing and a bad thing, right? But No, but I think it's uh, it's safe to say that, I mean, certainly everything I've ever heard your band do, people skills do, um, sounds like a band. It doesn't sound like you know, your solo act that you hired a couple of people to play along with. It right. sounds like a band. That right? is so important to me. Like, that is so important to me. And, like, that's why, like, so, like, a band that I totally, completely worship is The Who. Because, like, that they were four people. And then, uh, I don't want to talk about after Keith died. I'm so torn on that. But they were four people who made this sound that would not be anything if one of those people weren't there. And that's what I want in a band. I never want to be... A solo artist, like hiring people, like I want to be a band, and you because you can hear that difference. Yeah, you are, and that's what you know with fish too. That's it's like if one of those people weren't there, it wouldn't be the same, right? Right. Right. 
Okay, so let's let's sort of timeline it. So, when did you actually play with your first band? Um, well, I do remember when I was supposed to play with my first band the first time, which was with me and my brother and my sister, and I got stage fright and I jumped off the stage and I couldn't <laughs> do it. That was when I was fourteen. But about <laughs> I think. That, I, <laughs> oh, hold, hold on! Before we go on. <laughs> yeah. So where was that? That was at the uh, Exeter Town Hall. Oh well, it sucks when you're playing in your own. Well, that's that's you lived around the area, right? So yeah. Like, so playing in your own area is always sucky. Is it? Right. Was it? Everybody used to say it, but I think Prince was the one who who like said it like most memorably, which is like you 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 can't make it in your hometown. Like I mean, you yeah, you have yeah. to leave right. town. But then we make did. It and come home. Like shortly right. after we like not that not that that didn't last any longer. You right. know, we were jamming in the basement. You right. know, as siblings, but. I mean, just a couple months later was when like the free refill started. Right. As soon as I was a freshman in high school, right. this band started, and I don't know why, but like we were selling people pins and t-shirts before our first show. Nobody had heard anything we'd done, but they were because like, "You're you in were a smart? band because you yeah. wanted to make money." Is that why? Yeah, <laughs> that's why. I, but I don't know why they cared. But then, like, we played our first show, and everyone was anticipating it because, so, oh my god, that you guys are in a band, and we're all freshmen, and well, I can't believe this is happening. Like, we're in high school, and there's a band, and like our first show was at the teen center. And the, it felt like the building was going to collapse because there were so many kids in there stomping on the ground and we were like, oh my God, we're famous. Like, <laughs> well, you were. You were. You were locally yeah. famous. Yeah. No, but I mean, so, so, but, but just so, because along with that amazing moment was that pre moment before. So you were saying you went, I'm not, I don't want to tool on it, but what, yeah. uh, why, did, you were really, you were just, so afraid to play, you just said, I'm going to bail and you just uh, bail. Yeah, I just had a moment of, I still get stage fright, but like I can't at this point leave the stage. But that, at that point, <laughs> I hadn't done it. I mean, it, ha- it had happened at like piano recitals, stuff like that when I was younger. Not one, yeah. not your piano recitals, but yeah. like before when yeah, I was yeah. doing classical, like I would just look at the audience and like make eye contact with someone and be like, oh, fuck. Like, right. not right. A, I, mean, I wouldn't say fuck as a six-year-old, but I would be like, all right, they got to go. Like, right. this isn't yeah. happening. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, music is such, a, is such a personal thing. It's obviously super personal for you. I yeah. mean, you're just talking about it, even just in this short period of time. It's like, obviously the topic which is that it is you you're doing it so it's like if you're not used to being in front of a lot of people and all of a sudden someone's like hey bear your soul for all these guys (laughs) and they're sort of looking at you like oh geez when's my kid gonna you know start (laughs) playing yeah (laughs) it sucks it sucks you gotta go through that stage but yeah i mean it it, it takes a while to to make that communication connection right what was the name of the band before the pre-fields before oh I think we were called Flesh Mob. <laughs> Flesh Mob. <laughs> Flesh Mob, yes. I love band names. I'm like the band man. Like I just collect early band names. They're like my favorite thing. You I don't to- know why that is. It's it's it sucks. It's become a thing. I guess, but they're fun. I can't think of any anymore, but I would like to tell you what people skills what I wanted people skills to be what was, was Dad and the Boys. Dad and the boys. Dad and the boys. Dad I thought, and the boys. I thought it was so funny. So my friend Brendan like had told me this one time. He's like, Dad and the boys. He's like, you got you to name like your next band that. And I was like, oh, it's so funny. And then another friend of ours was trying to steal it. He's right. like, I like that name. I was like, no, it's ours. And ours, then yeah. Rod to Greg and Andrew. Greg was in the band at the time. Right. And they were like, fucking no. Right. So like what we did <laughs> with, with that name was that whenever we played a Halloween show, we would bill ourselves as Dad and the Dad boys. And the boys and people yeah. were like, what the fuck is that? And then they'd be like, oh, it's people's girls. <laughs> 
it's a good. I mean, I can see why you why it would be a good band name. Plus, because I'm because right. I'm the singer, right? right and who's right. dad? Right. Yeah. You know, right. that's why I thought it was so funny. Sure. Yeah, it's got a, But it's now got with a our new bass player Eric, we call him dad. Yeah. It's just a weird thing we so do. Now so now it's yeah. not funny anymore because we actually have dad, and like it's like well. So yeah. you weren't part. Were you? You didn't put free the free refill. Yeah, you did not put the free refills together. That's hard. No, to say. I didn't. The free refills is not easy. To say. I didn't. But when the founding member left, we carried that right on. Cause right. He, he got mad because I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on your show. But. You can say whatever you want, okay. but it's on you. Oh, I don't give a fuck. We okay. started smoking pot, right? Well, of course you can say that. On yeah. Show. Okay. Well, <laughs> and the person who founded the band. Just so everybody God knows. God bless him. Chelsea isn't like 13 or anything, right? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm 26. Okay. So there's no weirdness going on. All right. Oh, yeah. wow. You were you were in school and you smoked pot. God damn it. Yeah. Well, Where I mean, did everyone was, fail it you? It was very controversial because half the band was like, all right. And the other half was like, oh, God. You well, know? Yeah. And, and, but maybe to map it out a little, there was probably a little leftover straight edge thing going on at the time right? there was yeah because right. i was always like i'm straight edge but i never knew what it meant i was like right. well i've never tried drugs <laughs> right and then it was like oh pot's pretty cool right and then we were like oh let's just smoke pot at practice and then yeah but i'm sure that's, <laughs> that's not the only sort of semi-straight edge band that broke up over smoking pot i mean that's yeah. kind of the point right of, yeah of the straight edge. Well, the thing is like we weren't exactly we didn't call ourselves straight edge it was like one person in the band was definitely not, and right. he was the coolest person in the world to me. He was a great above me, and I was like, "Dude, you're the man." And he's he's one of my best friends this day. He plays in a lot of the bands in the area, That's but great. I was just like, and then someone else, another one of my best friends, tried it, and I was like, "Oh, like," and you said it was fun. Yeah, all right, I'll try it. And then we were like the four founding members, right? And so yeah. once three of us had been doing it, the other founding member was like, "I'm." out and at that point we you know my brother was in the band and um our friend cody was in the band who we met at sims who was from timberlane sims is a uh, summer youth music program (laughs) so uh we were you know having fun dabbling this is like second half of our career you know like as the free refill yeah so i mean it was all pretty much almost all of high school until the people there's a few people the grade above me once they graduated it, you know, once I was a senior in high school, that was over because they were in college. But yeah, this is like us in our in the second half of our career experimenting, and it really didn't it didn't make us any less motivated. Didn't really do anything, you know. We were right. just we didn't really even do it that often. It was like right. a big plan, like oh, we're gonna smoke pot in two, <laughs> two weeks. In it's two gonna be weeks. great. <laughs> Who can get it? <laughs> My high school experience was very different than yours. You had to wait three weeks? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I just like didn't smoke pot at Fair all enough. when I was in high school. But it was just it was weird. It was really weird. We've been I watched Stranger Things and I got really claustrophobic. Oh yeah. Shit. Yeah. Oh man, I've yet to yeah. check that out, but Yeah, that was weird. Anyway. Uh but well so but high school bands are weird, right? Because you know like it has to end. Yeah. Like there's like a timer. You don't know though. Band. That's the thing. You when you're in high school, you don't think. You're no, high you're right. Obviously, we're you're in like that. we're gonna famous, you know. Right. But at the same time, while after the first year of the free fellows, we continued on till till you know all that the th- the few of them were seniors and they left, and I was still you know the grade below. Like while that was going on, I started the dramedies, right? And that was a different thing. And so that was the band that I was like, because I knew, like, I knew the Fever Fields. We'd changed members so many times. People were leaving. And, like, you know, we kind of, it was for fun. And, like, it was really fun. But I knew that was going to end. But the dramedy, I really thought we were going to make it. Were we write, were going to be famous. Were you writing <laughs> songs for the Refills? 
for, yeah, I can't say it. I'm sorry. Free man. refills, really? For the free, yeah, I like for the free refills. Yeah, if you say it really fast, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, you say friffles. That's free, what we used to say. Exactly We're the friffles. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> this is what yeah. we used to say. <laughs> Were you writing songs for the free refills? It was, yeah, but uh, not quite as much until Andrew called me out on it one day and he said, "You never write songs for the free refills anymore. You only write for the dramedies." And I said, "Oh yeah," and then I wrote a few songs and I was like, "There you go." <laughs> I was like, you want songs? There you go. Pull them out, there you go. Yeah. But the free refills can, is it? Can you call it a ska band? It or? was a ska band, yeah. yeah. Very. Pre- this is a. Uh, wow. That's <laughs> because uh, our friend Cody he passed away a couple years ago. But oh, I'm sorry. He was he was um honestly the other half of Wrong Brain. He was you know he was a writer. Yeah. So Sam did the art and Cody right. did the writing. But we'll definitely talk about Wrong Brain. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea but he was sh- the saxophone player. Whether yeah. we met at Sims. So, oh okay. Yeah. Chelsea was just showing off her uh, her ska based tattoo. Yeah, it's got got the black and white checkerboard. Yeah, 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 it's fantastic. And obviously, you have a tribute as well. Yeah, that's his handwriting too. Oh man, yeah. So free refills, dramedies. When does the sad cafe come into this? Oh man, they were (laughs) they were everything. Someday, as this podcast moves on past you know just the local area. People be like, Jesus, these guys would not stop about this fucking sad cafe. Place. Yeah, man, the yeah. sad cafe was it was you know it was a drug free environment. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, once right? we got into, I mean, they always had the owner would come out back and check the cars, and we they you know they loved us there. Both the free refills and the dramedies that you know they were like, always come back, blah blah blah, because you know we had a, we had some fans that they would come. Especially the ska thing was huge at that time. And I honestly, I still think that ska is a big thing for high school kids in general. And, you know, I look into it yeah, and I see that they're still starting out ska. And it's great because you know what? You know what's great? You can put so many people in one band and all those kids can have fun. And that's what's so great about Absolutely. it. Yeah. You got 10 kids in a band. They're all playing different instruments. It's, like, it's awesome. Everybody can be in a band. But <laughs> yeah, I think the... Yeah, as long as as long as high school band still happens, ska yeah. bands will happen That's in high school, right? Because like, like someone plays a trombone, someone yeah. plays a sax, exactly. someone you know maybe someone plays guitar or whatever, and ska is kind of a an easy genre yeah. to get into if you have like a full horn section and mm-hmm. whatever too. Well, I think it's a and it's a misfits band, right? In other words, you can sure. you can take a bunch of people who play their quote not cool instruments, and you could totally drop them into the ska band and they can play, mm-hmm. right? Um, which doesn't really work with most types of music, yeah. right? But I think it's also because the point of ska bands usually is to make dance music. Mm-hmm. And that's it was so awesome. I was like, every show, everybody's having a good time. All the kids who come to see us, it was just, it was always so much fun. Like, it was n- never, like, I don't know. It was always fun. It's weird. I mean, there's there's a there have been a number of it used to be like sort of a big generation gaps. You know, you'd have like baby boomers. And my generation was like Gen X, you know, mm-hmm. you know, say anything. Everybody's walking around with fucking boom boxes over their head with yeah. trench coats and shit. <laughs> and and then there's like you know, but now there's sort of like these little micro generations that you can kind of see. One yeah. of the but the thing I don't get is like where dancing goes. Like dancing got weird like ten years ago for high school area kind of, high school age kind of people, right? Where it's yeah. different. They they don't dance. Well, at least you know we do our dramedy shows, right? People wouldn't really dance, but they'd come see us. Free refills, people would dance because it was gang, right? And that's the that's, that's that movement. Now all you gotta do is that one thing, and even if you suck at it, you still look cool. And like, <laughs> but it's almost like you're not cool if you're not dancing, right? Yeah. Where it's like now, like generally speaking. Dancing is generally not a cool thing to do unless 
you know, it's like a personal kind of thing. Like, you know, it's just, you know, whatever. Someone's trying to get laid or whatever. I don't know. I disagree. We play in a lot of bars. People get drunk. They dance. Well, they <laughs> the worm is speak. always cool. No, I mean, go ahead and, and preach because I'm just, I, I'm, not, I, yeah. I'm not seeing it as much. Definitely play. like, you know, a place like Fury's, the press room, you know, yeah. you got all these people, they're my age and they're getting wasted. Yeah, no, and you like, make a really good point, yeah. right? And plus, if I had, if I include like the whole Lumineers and the hate bands and stuff, yeah. they do all that. Champ bands? Is that what yeah. you call them, right? <laughs> That's yeah. what I call You know, the, when they have a... Do the do they, do bands still have like an extra floor tom up front that the lead singer hits? Or are we, are we past that? Maybe. I now? mean, I've never seen a band like that. I, you yeah. know, actually, no. I see some of the DIY bands come through. Yeah. And the other, I, I'm making DIY. fun just because No, no, I make it fun too because I fucking hate that comedy, shit. I think it's so stupid. I don't actually hate it. I it's do. just easy to make fun <laughs> of. It's, it's so easy to make fun of. Well, you know, what happened to the tambourine? Right, exactly. It's because it's hard to play the tambourine. You make a good point. Wow, you know, can we call that out? Yeah, absolutely. Anyone can whack a floor tom, right? And seriously, tambourine. Everybody grabs it and yeah. they go, and they put it back down again. Yeah. It is hard they suck to at keep it. that shit yeah. going. Yeah. I can't not. I can't not bring it up. I'll keep it really short. But there's this fantastic <laughs> documentary called "Not Standing on the Shoulders of Giants." Standing in the shadows of Motown. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. 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 And they great. do this little part in the middle where, or towards the beginning, where uh, I forget who's narrating, but they're narrating basically like. And first, you know, the bass player starts playing, you know, and the drummer starts playing and they put all the band together. You know, they show you all the little elements and then like they got all but like one thing left. And it sounds like a really good wedding band. I mean, like Mm -hmm. a really, really good wedding band. And then the fucking tambourine player starts playing and the whole thing goes... (sighs) All of a sudden it's Motown. And you're like, oh my God, that's exactly what I've been listening to for ever yeah. since i was born that's how it sounds <laughs> and you're going it's the fucking tambourine it's not the tambourine player but it's the combination that it chemistry is. like you were saying it sounds like a band right well it would have sucked if that guy was playing floor tom <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it would also be like i know you won't leave me hey <laughs> and i was supposed to let you go hey right? yeah tambourine's <laughs> better <laughs> Champions, it's man. so mean. There's oh. nothing wrong with that. It's oh, so sweet. I it's, a, it's a generation oh. rebelling in yeah, the way they want to rebel. It's, it's, a, all it's awesome. not. But the thing is, it's my generation, and I don't like it. I think there's room <laughs> for everything. Uh, I feel like that's so much like the the uh, the mainstream, which I don't have a problem with the mainstream. You know, I would right. love to be mainstream, right. but well, like, the mainstream right now doesn't seem to fit. No, um, it's like Mumford your, and Sons your, your and shit. Yeah, right. It's like I want to bring like good bands like what happened to like nirvana when nirvana was the mainstream it's like oh, that's a fucking good band so, like right. in mainstream it's like let's bring that back <laughs> I, I'm, I'll, I'll throw out something maybe a little you know disagree with you a little bit um but when nirvana came around it was completely not mainstream that was right. like yeah what the fuck is coming out of the radio sure. right now yeah and why do i like it so much i mean the mainstream at that time was like warrant cherry pie or yeah. whatever Jeez, that kind of thing yeah. yeah well no that's the story though is that nirvana killed hair metal right, right? right yeah, exactly right. yeah man but i was just reading this art do you know chuck klosterman yeah yep. so i i love him but i haven't read him in a long time i picked up one of his books and just flipped through and it was it's a book i'm sorry good what I was talking about in utero and how, you know, Kurt was just like so torn because, you know, he put out Nevermind and he was like, it's just so poppy and everybody likes it. And I don't understand. Like, they don't really like it. What the fuck? And he's like, I want to write an album that people like 
don't like because right. it, you know I just want to be loud and I want to be mad and and then but because of all the reviews coming out like in utero is like n- people aren't gonna like it blah blah everybody's like well I, you know I'm gonna love it and right. then it came out and they're like I love it and it's like what the fuck like you don't really like that you think it sounds like shit like I like it yeah but like there's that ownership like, thing win. right <laughs> yeah it's like your ownership thing well it's really hard when you're like I'm gonna rebel and everyone's like awesome and you're yeah. like wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a yeah. I mean, do you feel like, do you feel like, uh, see, that's the argument, right? Like, is the solution, if it's a, if it's a bunch of square holes and you're a round peg, do you want to, do you want to square off and, and fit in so you can play gigs, right? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to go, no, fuck you. I'm going to be different. I'm going to stand out for being the wrong thing at this time. That takes a lot of fucking balls. Well, it's really hard a- when you're already Nirvana and it's 1994. Yeah. you know and you're like i gotta make this album it's like people are gonna like it no matter what you fucking right. do like this you right. got no right. outs here right. it seems sort of fruitless you yeah. have to try to do that but but i mean so many of these bands you, the bands you're calling out the who was like the guy was fucking up there making believe he was stuttering and bitching at all the people around him right i mean yeah. like that was like couldn't be more fucking punk at the time it was yeah, so really punk. rebellious yeah. well it took it took the who a long time to get famous dude. right they, i mean it's you absolutely insane at that time you know th- during that decade you know it's like they started in the early 60s yeah. and they got famous what at woodstock it's fucking unbelievable that's yeah. what's so crazy about it. it's like they kept going the bands that had a lifespan of two years at that time yeah. you know what they waited six seven and then all of a sudden they played woodstock and blew up because of tommy it's like it's so cool to me well but there you go you're yeah. you're you're, you're, yeah. you're describing this exact <laughs> arc yourself so that's, you know. what I, that's what i'm going for i was thinking i'm like oh, i just think about the who you know like and i'm yeah. like think about fish man what, what they started in 83 you know like right what, how fucking like but they well, weren't I mean, trying for the same thing the who was like we're gonna make it fish was right. like we don't really care you know yeah. but then they were like what happened we got well they they booked they were booking their own gigs yeah. very early on so they were they sort of were a little less reliant on the on making it big to become successful money wise i mean they mm-hmm. had figured out a way to get some money going right pretty early on um but yeah but i mean it's funny but the again these bands you're, you're calling out have they didn't just play the same damn music over and over again right i mean look at something like the kinks right like so yeah. i know you i know you're a kinks fan yeah. so the kinks were kind of weird because they had like they also went through sort of changes but when they were in one sort of you know zone They'd stay in that zone yeah. for a while, right? So when they're playing more, you know, strummy kind of stuff, this kind of thing, you had a little more of that Beatlesy, post Beatles thing. You know, they were with that for a while, and they were a little more Stonesy, right? Yeah. And then when they really became what I consider the Kinks, when there was like, when there's like some tension in the band, and everybody's kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. But then after that, they started writing all these weird fucking songs, right? So I mean, like even that. then, I love the way these bands you're picking out really evolve i mean they're always playing that, something that's different. the point man like that's what i think and like you know just evolve as you want to that's why that's why it's like it sucks it back because i'm such a nirvana fan it's like they didn't have time to do what they wanted you know kurt was just so fucked by like right. everybody liking them so much he didn't want that and like he didn't really like ever get to just say like, well, fuck it, let's try to do something else. A couple more years after everything could kind of blow over and the like, you know, the mm-hmm. kind of Jesus Christ worship kind of died down. Right. Maybe he could have, <laughs> maybe he could have like done what he wanted to do without any pressure to like either fit in or be totally different. 
And like, I feel like that's why like the who, when they were around, it's like they had so many albums to just fuck around until they were like Tommy and like, it's so cool. Well, it's interesting. So let me throw something out. So I can probably, if I look back at my memory of what, you know, watching Nirvana sort of, you know, come into its own and becoming successful and then what I like about Nirvana and all that, I would probably say that Unplugged show that they did is as appealing to me as everything with the exception of just like my favorite big songs. It's I amazing. actually still like the sort of the heart-shaped box kind of vibe oh, yeah. of um, of Nirvana, that kind of thing. Um, but that Unplugged thing was an alternative format from what we're used to. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So then all of a sudden, listen to what we're saying. Like, so the Who playing at Woodstock was a really alternative format for them. Right? Mm-hmm. Even the fucking Kinks. Layla was like a bullshit. I'm not Layla. Um, Lola. Lola. Lola was like a, um, was a totally bullshit song compared to what they were doing. Yeah. Right? In fact, most of their big breakthrough shit were like these outlier songs, right? Mm-hmm. Father Christmas, give me some money. It's like, yeah. It's a fucking Christmas song, right? Yeah. What's the, uh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Um, they have another like completely fucked up song. Anyway, they have a couple of hits that are just not like what they were doing, at, even at the time. Yeah. They're just sort of outlier songs, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, you could kind of go through these bands and watch how their successful moments are at in these sort of alternative formats, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's kind of what we're talking about here. Even the, the Who's a great example, too, because they really, really broke through when they made uh, Tommy the movie, right? Yeah. And then you also have, like, the the whole concept that there's, like, a concept album that goes with it. Yeah. But that's so weird because it's machines. like Tommy the movie was so far after Tommy the album. It almost, like, is a total disconnect for me. Right. Because it's like, Tommy the movie came out after Quadrophenia. And Who's Next, yeah. which are amazing albums. And it's like, they went back to Tommy and it right. was like so 70s. But let's not, let's, let's call it what it is. I mean, they were, uh, the success that the Beatles had, and the Beatles did the same thing. They kept going to alternative formats, yeah. right? You know, so it wasn't just radio and play shows. Like, they would go off and do their movie thing. They had their whole document. At some point, they actually became kind of like a reality show, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh... All of these alternative formats are those moments of breakthrough, right? Um, and so when they made the movies, they, they, you know, they would make the Beatles kind of movie kind of bullshit, and then they do their concept album. At some point, all those bands, record labels were like, why don't you make a movie? Yeah. And why don't you do a concept album? You know, and Pink Floyd did really well, right? You know, yeah. the wall. They were great before the wall came along. Yeah. And then they make the wall, and now it's like, that's all you were Everybody listened to that. Yeah. Everybody knew about it and saw it. So I think, again, it's these alternative formats. I think you can see where I'm going here, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so what are the alternative formats now? What are the, what are the, I, I'm going to say drop this one. I think podcasts are. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know enough about it, but I, I know that they're, uh, that they're considered pretty hip. Well, I mean, it's hard. <laughs> Podcasts are, 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 are difficult because you, you can't, I, we can't sit around and then play a Who song right now. Right. Because we can't get the rights to it. Yeah. And if we could, it would be very expensive. But you can say, hey, I wrote this song mm-hmm. and it's not published yet. You can play it in the podcast. People can hear it. It can get stored, locked in in time. Then you can still go on and sell it to publishing, and it doesn't hurt the publishing. It doesn't affect you legally at all. It doesn't affect us. Nobody's selling anything here. So it's a really cool way for you guys to make music. It's a great way for us, obviously, to hear new music, yeah. which, which we really dig. And I'd hope 
that that would put the listeners into as well. And then talk about it too. So this is just one example of an alternative format. But um, but like playing live. Like if you don't play in a club, where else are you playing? My room. No, I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, I don't know. If I'm not playing in a club, what's not considered a club? Well, I guess that's the thing. I mean, well, one of the things about well, well, some like house shows and parties sometimes, and you know, wrong brain and those sort of things. But do you play at wrong brain? We do. Yeah. Can you talk about that for a sec? Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, Describe it a little Oh, describe Wrong Brain? Yeah Well, it's something that started, you know, my sister Sam started a while ago And it was, I mean, when I think really back to when it started It was when she was in high school I think I was still in middle school And it was just an art club at the house Her friends would come over and they'd make art But then, you know, a few years after, not a few years She went to college for a couple years and came back And kind of restarted it as like a zine type of thing And it was a zine and then it just slowly was it built physically, or was it like physically. a digital thing? It was a phys- yeah physical zine. And then you know, I think you know, a couple of years later is when Cody, who I said you know was our saxophone player in the free right. refills, you know, he went to school and he was a po- he's a very amazing poet and right. writer. And he joined up so that they could have writing and art. And Sam would take care of the art, and Cody would take care of the writing. And you would give your submissions, and they would you know choose who they wanted to put in the feature in a zine and like had all these issues come out and it, you know we'd they'd have like a release party and bands would play and then it started where sam started throwing these other events like the wrong brand bazaar which has happened for years now you know it was started as a holiday bazaar where she has all these you know she invites like vendors to come and you you know pay 40 bucks or something for a table and you're there for six hours selling your things and while meanwhile there's music going on and you you could be anything as long as it's you know you make it yourself or like it's something like you find vintage clothing and you sell them or you know you you make art or like anything like that it's beautiful yeah they even have like um you know people who have guitar pedals and you can go and you can try them out and it's just such you know and i know it's december 10th this year it's always at the right new market on. mills you should come because it's just so cool you never know what you're going to find there because like everybody's welcome as long as it's like a diy type of thing wrong brain bazaar yeah december 10th at 2016 the, the new market mills yeah. at the new market mills yep great where in new, is it is it kind of obvious in the new market mills yeah wrong I mean, brain isn't in the new market mills, no right? it's not okay right. they're they're um headquarters which we call we we call just hq right <laughs> we just say oh i'm at hq that's HQ. in the dover mills right. on on uh washington so, yeah but yeah. those are uh so those are that's where the yeah. shows happen for and, for listeners yeah. these are like big giant Stone buildings that are on the edges of these rivers in, sure. in the New England area. This That's is converted. I mean, they're formerly mills, right? Yeah. Literally mills, yeah. right? And they were on the river because probably they were powered by the water. Is that something? Or is it a, what do you think? Sure. Uh, Briggs will know more. I don't, I don't know. know. No? Yeah. Really? I would think it was like, like, yeah, like sure. also commerce thing, right? Because yeah. so, you're also putting shit on boats. Water's and, good to be near. <laughs> right. Right. But they're, but they're running like, in fact, the new market one's right on a waterfall. So I'm certain that they were powering yeah, sure. something with that. Right. The Dover yeah. one's a similar situation. Is that the case? Right, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then these, the rivers then below the waterfalls are leading right, in both cases, right to the uh, ocean. So you can, you can mm-hmm. boat out of there. Um, 
Anyway, yeah, and so these are beautiful, big spaces. Yeah. And I think it's safe to say mo- at, at one point people tried to turn those all into condos. But sure, a lot of them have been, too. Yeah, the new like market ones have. But, yeah, some of them have been, But the, right. where they ha- hold the bazaar are down in, like, the lower mills. And then right. the, hot, the, the upper mills, which are attached, right. are all these the gorgeous condos. That right. They- There's a lot of stuff going on there, yeah. though. There's, like, a restaurant and, oh, yeah, and yeah, like, an ice cream yeah. shop and whatnot. And those. It's all fancy. Yeah. And there's a there's another there's like a, a performance space too, right? In the New Market Mills. Is there? I, I mean, I haven't is. been down there in a while, but yeah, they were just. Down, I mean, New Market's kind of blowing up. So. Yeah, exactly. New Market's close enough to UNH, uh, University of New Hampshire, that they can get you can get some. Well, it's always been a place that some students that were like, "Fuck this, I don't want to live on campus." They sure, live people on, live there. In yeah. New Market, little mini hippie town. <clears throat> it was right? right, but I mean, it's kind of it's kind of a little different hip, now. For hipper sure. now, and there's, yeah, there's still some. There's a lot of hippies. Oh, absolutely. Oh, they're my friends. I mean, no, yeah, no, not well, to them. <laughs> no, it's you not a pejorative, good, right? You mean good, good hippies, good hippies not yeah. bad hippies. Yeah, yeah, good hippies. Right. I mean, historically, historically, it was a pretty hippie town. Yeah, but yeah. there's also the Poe Club right in the middle of the place. Yeah, so, you sure, know. but that place has been there forever. Yeah, that's well, what the, I mean. The Polish Club? Yeah. It's I the mean, best. my friends go there. It's the best. Yeah, everyone one of my, goes there. One of my best awesome. friends, you yeah. know, he's the kitchen manager at Stone Church, but he goes over to the Polish Club right. afterward. And that's where he hangs out. It's so, the place. Like, <laughs> it's the fucking yeah, place. It's <laughs> yeah, and it's around. Anyway, but uh, yeah, New Markets, the shit. And of course, Stone Church is, is this legendary place to play here. That, I yeah. mean, legitimately legendary sure. not just locally legendary this is a, a, one of the destinations a long time ago for you know whole bonnie rate type you know touring type oh everyone played shit. there yeah. over the years yeah but it wasn't sure. elvis but it was no definitely fish you know, yeah yeah absolutely. <laughs> well then okay i guess we're done right? <laughs> i mean if fish played there uh no but uh, but all joking aside i mean yeah and that place you know we've talked about it on the podcast before but that's that's the, that's the shit so you're saying okay so i get it so bazaar is at the new market mills mm-hmm. new markets and, and there's a brewery revolution kind of going along yes. everywhere yeah. but i mean there's a brewery revolution in this area that's kind of taking Absolutely. up i think portland's ahead of this thing portland is just killing it with fucking bissell and oh, you know, right. it just goes on and on and on oh, there's bissell, so many examples yeah, that's yeah. great but um, you know, Burlington, Vermont had that thing going too, sure. and that's kind of flowed down into this area. There's always been some pretty serious breweries around here, right? Like Smutty, and mm-hmm. you know, these kinds of things have, have been doing really well. But there's a lot of new ones popping up too, right? And then there's like um, real microbreweries in the area, just like um, I mean, what's the uh, literally the Portsmouth Brewery is like right. a restaurant that sure. makes their own beer, but that beer is is done really well right. internationally. Well, yeah, yeah, and, and of course, there's one in Newmarket. What's right. it called? It's uh, Deciduous. Deciduous, the new one, yeah, which is yeah. great, right? And then then there's real pop ups that are happening as well. But sure, it would be interesting if you did like a brewery tour. That's all I'm saying. What I'm kidding cool, at yeah. is that there's yet, there are there are ways to like look at. Because you're describing this, and and you, if I like you said, here's a bazaar, and then there are bands playing, right? Mm-hmm. To me, I think if you're there and you're playing, I'll make you a bet. You're probably going to reach some pretty open minds at that moment, mm-hmm. you know. And some people will probably go, "Wow, this would be a really cool, you know, moment to to dig music," rather than, "Okay, I paid eight bucks at the door, and I'm paying seven bucks for what is it." What is the beer that everybody's fucking drinking now? Fucking Schaefer or something? Schaefer, yeah, yeah Schaefer's I'm coming back. I'm paying seven yeah. bucks for a goddamn Schaefer, you know, and I'm with somebody, so I'm going to be out 80 bucks by the time this fucking thing is done, and there's five bands, and I just wanted to see the third one, and the first two suck. I mean, like, like the, the club experience can be great, 
but it can really suck too. But I mean, why is that the experience? You know, maybe that's the, uh, maybe that's the difference. Maybe it is finding like a different reason to string things together. Um, you, you just went on tour. How did that work? How did you even book the goddamn thing? Well, what happened was an old friend of mine who I went to high school with, who I actually didn't really become friends with till after high school. He just, well, the thing was, okay. So he actually worked for fish for a few years, which is really funny because Chuck, I love you if you ever hear this, but I remember freshman year of college. I never went to college, but I went to everybody else's colleges and I partied. So I can, I can tell that this is going to be really, really I went, juicy. I, I partied at a lot of colleges. And one of them was Plymouth. Normally I went to Keene, but I wouldn't go to Plymouth sometimes with my best you friend You didn't Sarah go to there. these schools. No, no, no. I didn't right. go to them. I just right. partied, there. partied there. Yeah, them, I partied right. there. To them. <laughs> so Plymouth was where my best friend Sarah went for a year. And Chuck, who they ended up dating later after Plymouth, but then they were just friends. So juicy, Brady. So <laughs> he... I remember at the time that he was asking. This is the only time this our podcast has ever been like this. So I'm just going I, cause it. it's because of me. You know? it's, no, it's great. It's, it's like the real. I love not, juicy real stories. Housewives. It's really not whatever. that juicy. I'm just ah, adding okay. unnecessary details. But Keep going. He, everybody kind of knew at that point that I was like the fish kid into fish, and it was like they were had just gone back together. This is 2009, right? And I was freaking out, and so that's when everybody else started getting into fish because it was like, oh, what's this? This is cool. But anyway, Chuck was like asking me like. Like, what are some cool fish songs I should listen to? And I'm like, you don't listen to sh- fucking songs, man. You listen to shows. Like, get with it. Right, right. But the anyway. I can't believe you don't even listen to Flack. Yeah. It's like <laughs> six months later, he's fucking interning with them. And it, like, getting free, he's meeting the band. And he's like, he worked directly. He was working for Kevin Shapiro, their archivist. And then all of a sudden, he's working right under the direct manager. But anyway, it's cool because now he gets free shit and free tickets and he is, he's like kind of our manager. So after putting him on on blaster, you're saying that you love him and that you love. Oh, the I've always loved him, right but I just didn't understand how all of a sudden he worked for Fish. I was just like, what? Awesome, not, that, man. not that I'm, I'm qualified to work for, guy, for Fish, right? right no, it sounds but, like he's no, living the dream, right? It's great because yeah. then you know he started booking for. Um, the Kenny Brothers band, which right. is another band we went to high school with, right. like we've known, I've known these kids. Well, I've no, I know Taylor because he was my age. Right. But so he was booking for them, and he's good friends with them. And then I was always like, oh man, like I would love for Chuck to book for us, but I don't really right. know what he's doing. And he hit me up one day, and then it just turned into, you know, he's like, I'd like to book some book some shows for you. And then it just kind of turned into, well, let's do a tour. And I was like, fuck yeah. And so for like a few months, we planned out this tour, and he really did like a lot. I mean, mainly everything, although Andrew did end up booking two of the shows, right? I think, but he was always in charge of booking before Andrew mm-hmm. always found the place. Well, once, it, tell me if I'm wrong, but I mean, once you're on tour, once you have dates going, it's less of a challenge to fill in dates. Right. Right. Because you're like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about what your brother yeah. did. What I'm just saying is that, I mean, you, 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 were, you were saying that there was a lot of work that went into it in the first place. Yeah. And so and it's exciting holes, that yeah. they both worked together and yeah. got it done. And you played. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot already. That's how that's how bad it is. It's okay. We've, how long were you gone? So we were gone for 11 days. 11 we days played nine tour. shows, but nine although shows the last days, day right. was in Portsmouth, that was our homecoming right, gig. So right. were you? Did, so did you book? <laughs> again, I'm just be, I'll ask you. Know, you just say no. I don't want to talk about it. But did you like? Did you book lodging and shit, or did y'all even the live in the van? Or no, we uh, so we did a GoFundMe. Yep. And we got we were able to get hotel rooms for many nights and besides that our bass player eric went to school in the south and so he had friends in like four of these different states that oh, we were great. In. 
So, <laughs> what did you do? Where were the nine shows? Okay, so we started in Albany, mm-hmm. then we went to Philly, mm-hmm. and then we went to Asheville, North Carolina, mm-hmm. Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. We had a day off, mm-hmm. which we spent in Lexington, Kentucky, which is a whole story I'd love to get into later. Sure. And <laughs> then the next day, we were in West Virginia for two days because we played there on a Monday night and it was a hostel. And then we ended up staying the next day because we had that day off too. Right. And then Wednesday, we played Washington, D.C. Thursday, we played Richmond, Virginia. Friday, we played Brooklyn at a place that we played a bunch of times, but that night was awesome. Right. And then Saturday, we came home and we played the press room in Portsmouth. Beautiful. Was this the first time you had done this big a tour? We have gone to Baltimore and back. And we've done like these nine days, seven days, you know, nine, right. seven to like eight or nine or 10 day tours, mm-hmm. at least every year for the past four years. Some, I mean, one year we did it in the summer and the fall, right. but this was the farthest we've gone for sure. Mm-hmm. We went down to Nashville, which is definitely the farthest we've gone. And, you know, played West Virginia and these random places. We hit up a lot of places we'd never been before. Did you like it? Yeah, it was awesome. It was amazing. I didn't want to go home. That's what I was going to ask yeah. you. <laughs> if you could do this all the time, would yes. you keep doing it? Yes. Wow, quick answer. You just go. I just go. You keep it going. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. Right on. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. Yeah, you're smiling really big, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, Road Story? Sure. Oh, man. Ugh, I tried to get my band about this earlier, and like, I was like, guys, I'm going to clam up the section. Got, got Road Story. I got to talk about Road Stories. And they well, were just, just like, okay, so you played, you played. Nine shows in yeah. 11 days. Mm-hmm. What did you do on your day off? Oh, God. This is good. So, <laughs> our, Says our, the guy who is totally guessing, but comes from experience. What do you mean? Well, I, I, just, I don't know what you did on your day off. I was just guessing it was probably a good story. So go ahead. So we woke up in Nashville, right? In this fucking disgusting hotel, which I ended up, I think, getting an infection from. Because we never figured out why I got that infection. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it was because of the hotel. And I was like, Andrew, just let's hotel? just... Okay. I said, Andrew, let's just bring the extra 20 bucks and get a hotel in town. And he's like, oh, no, budgeting, budgeting. And, you know, he's smart. But so we stayed outside of the city and it was disgusting. But anyway, that's beside the point. We had a really ridiculous night in Nashville. The whole day really was ridiculous. What do you mean ridiculous? It was just it was just wild. A lot of-, <laughs> of all the things that, that guests come on and talk about, this honestly is one of the things that I think people listening are interested well, in. Well, I what mean, is it actually like? You know, tell the whole story. But like for example, you're in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So it just started out, first of all, it was funny because we were coming from Asheville, North Carolina, and we woke up really early. And we didn't realize that we were gonna gain an hour. And so we were really fucking tired. Oh, you mean it was no, yeah. Uh, daylight. It was a time. Times went going into Tennessee. Yeah, yeah there's oh, a time, time zone. zone yeah, oh, so okay. we gained an hour. We could have slept more, and we were so we had no sleep. But we were trying to get to this college radio station, which we thought was live, and they were like an hour and a half late. And they're like, "Oh, it's not pre-recorded." It was like the first day of school. Nobody knew what the fuck was going on. They were cool though, but <laughs> at the same time, it was like a bunch of seniors like training freshmen on the first day of school. So it was like. You know, as my brother said after, he said, it's always good when there's like 15 sound guys there. Right. So all these kids trying to figure out how to wrap cables and Did all. Did you this play shit. like live band on air kind of? Thing? It wasn't on air, which we thought it was going to be. And no, we no, no. Trying. But I mean, like, but you played live in their studio. We played in their studio, and they were going to mix it, and we don't even. It, it, it aired like a week later. Yeah, but that that shit's always more complicated. It, it really it was. Yeah. It was like. 
It was silly, but unless they're <laughs> set up to do it, which they're you know every single day, which I'm sure they weren't. It's <laughs> no, so easy it was the first day of school, wrong. right? <laughs> but anyway, then we had a gig at six at this random place in Nashville, six p.m. And, yes, okay. And there were flash floods. We, had, we all got warnings on our phone, and so we sent out Eric, our bass player. He was going to get the van, and then he called us and said, "Like if I if we try to load anything right now, everything will get destroyed." You know, he was outside. He was he got the van. And right. He was like, I don't I don't even feel comfortable like going outside right now. Yeah. And so we were like, just pull up the van to the to the door, and then we'll we'll grab you an umbrella. And one of the girls who was working in the station like had an umbrella. And we gave it to him. And he ran back out, and then we waited a little bit, but we ended up. He ended up pulling the van right backed it right up into like where the cafeteria kind of entrance was, and like we just right up. Because we were like, fuck right. this. We're getting under getting the roof the, and we're going to load there, our right, gear. Yeah. We need to get to our gig. And all the college kids are coming out of this theater. They're right down to look there. Everybody, there's like 100 kids like standing there looking like, what the fuck are they doing? And we're like, I'm sure they all <laughs> pitched in and gave you a hand, right? <laughs> well, a couple kids were like, you know, they were like, ah, oh, just back it up. It's all good. And we were right. looking around. I was like, is that like professors or like adults in charge here? Like, are we good? <laughs> like, there was nobody looking. We were like, all right, we're going to fucking do it. And we just started loading our gear and the van was backed up directly into the door so that we right. wouldn't get anything wet. Right. Shoved all the gear in, got a bite to eat really quickly, went to our gig. The rain let up in like 20 minutes and mm. there was still no one at the gig, but it was yeah. fun. But then we ended up just getting really, really drunk in Nashville. And I won't get into details because they're not as interesting as the next day. But so how was the next day? The next day was awesome for everybody except for Eric, our bass player, who he told me when I said, what should I talk about when they talk about stories of the road? He said, talk about the worst birthday ever. And so I was like, all right, I'll talk about it because we had a great time for you. So talk about. But it wasn't his birthday. birthday. The next day was his birthday. But anyway, so we had to go. We had the day (laughs) off and we were in Nashville. And then the day after we were going to play in West Virginia. So we were like, let's just drive like halfway and see where we end up. Right. There's a great idea, right? Yeah. Kind of see what's going on. (laughs) Right. Right. You have, you don't live in the area. It's always cool to see what's going on. It's cool because we stopped for a little bit and we were hanging out and these like grassy, grassy fields, cornfields is nice. You know, did a little interview there because we had a, Someone coming along with us to uh, make a movie. Documentarian. Documentary. Yeah. You had a documentarian along. You had an archivalist. Yes, we did. That's fantastic. Yes. I'm sure you want to talk about that, but wait. I do. Go on. (laughs) So, just a beautiful day. You're in Lexington, Kentucky. You did a nice interview. Yeah, we did an interview. Then we went into the city, right? And it became nighttime. And we were walking around saying, like, what the fuck do we do here? And we talked to a couple people, and they're like, oh, well, it's Sunday can't do anything here on Sunday. Right. It's a little very, different Very, very religious. South. It's not like being up in... Well, it's right. also different in Rhode Island, sure. too, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so first we ended up going to this place, TD's, because we heard there was an open mic, and we're like, let's play the fucking open mic. And we, yeah. and we get there, right. and the guy's standing outside, and he and we're like, the open sign's up, and we're like, and this guy's like, oh, it's closed. And we're like, well, what the fuck? We heard this place is open, and like, we're going to TD's. And he's like, I'm TD. And we're like, oh. And then he gets out of the car, and it, you know, he's this old blues player. He starts talking about stuff, and his wife's in the car all pissed. And he's like, oh, no, I mean, I just got to go home. I'm so tired. But he stands there for like half hour talking to us. And we're like, I love this guy. And they, yeah, we're like, all right, let's open up the bar, have some drinks. He's like, oh, no, I got to get home. I'm very tired. But he just kept standing there talking to us and, you know, telling stories about 
people coming through. And then eventually his wife is like, let's fucking go. And then they left. And so we were like, well, fuck, what do we do now? And then we walked and we found this like Irish bar. I guess it was an Irish bar. Those are always good. It was very good. But what was sad was that, so Eric, our bass player, had agreed to designate drive for uh, us. Uh, so he ended up, one for the team. He, he ended up having one drink. Well, the next day was his birthday. He ended okay. up having one drink and then he didn't drink anymore, but ended up at the end forgetting his card. Even though he was sober, he forgot his card there and he was just really <laughs> mad. So what happened was we were just going to win for one drink, but then, you know, we were like, all right, this is fucking weird. Let's socialize. So we start yelling at the guys across the bar. We're like, what's up? You know? And there were, <laughs> Specifically, one person stands out to us, and he was the weirdest and most genuine and awesome person we've ever met. And his name is Jared, which is really weird because the cameraman who came along with us, name was Jared. So this is Kentucky Jared, right? And he was wearing sweatpants, high socks, and a Pokemon shirt. Awesome. Totally unironically, like not not being ironic, like being totally real. If he's you like Pokemon, you just wear a shirt. Yeah, and Andrew was like, "Dude, sick Pokemon shirt." And he's like, "This isn't even the coolest one I've got." <laughs> and we were like, "Dude, you're the man." Kentucky so like Jared rules. So he was, I mean, he was, uh, this is before, he was still over at the other side of the bar, right? And somebody that was working there, like, was like, oh, you're a band? And he comes out with an acoustic guitar and he hands it to me and he goes, play a song. So I start singing, you know, I'd some Wilco song. And uh, we hear, you know, Kentucky Jared with the Pokemon shirt across the bar. He's like singing something. And, you know, then we're like, hey, come over here. Like, you want to sing with us? He's like, oh, I don't sing. And we're like, we just heard you sing. Come on over. You sing with us. He's like, oh, okay. And he's like pretending to be all shy. And then we're like, what do you want to play? What do you want to play? And then we're talking about Disney songs because like <laughs> we were in Nashville. Wow. <laughs> I bought some like Disney CD. And he's like, yeah, yeah. How about some uh, Colors of the Wind, Pocahontas? I'm like, all right, man. We're definitely doing that. Some, and so, you did yeah, some so, of it, so, right? No, we, we did it all. <laughs> no, I but, know what you mean. So, <laughs> so that's what he said. Some, some Colors of the Wind. So we pulled up, pulled up the guitar chords, right? And we're all singing it. And you were so into it, you know? And you have to hear the wolf cry to the newborn moon. We're all fucking singing. He's so into it. <laughs> Can you sing with all the voices of the mountain? There's there's footage of this. You will see it, and uh, it was it was beautiful. And uh, <laughs> and then he's like, "How about some like what's going on?" I'm like, "You know, some four non blondes." We do so. We did that. We did all of that. I, and <laughs> I flashed on Marvin Gaye, but that's okay. You can, go, oh, yeah. you can totally yeah, go on whatever that woman's name is. Uh, you know, I don't even know actually that it, that song might not be called what's it's going on. on. Yeah, that song. Oh, right. And you know, we all were what's screaming. Up? We were all what's up? It is. Yeah. We're all, we all lost our voices screaming along that yeah, song, but it was all in the moment. And then we just, I don't understand how this is the him. worst birthday ever. This is no, a great for Eric. birthday. No, it was right. for Eric because we were all, I mean, the bartender, he was just giving us free shots, free shots, free shots. Yeah. And we're like, yeah. And Eric had already agreed to be the designated driver. Uh. So he couldn't take any, he was giving them to us. And we were just getting hammered, all obsessed with this kid, Jared. We were like, you got to come on the rest of the tour. This. Was like, <laughs> like, you're so he was like cool. the Ken Bone. Of he was the like, Ken Bone. he's like, oh no, he kept being like, I was like, you know, take a selfie with me. And he's like, but I'm not a cool guy. And we're like, you're the coolest, man. We're the coolest. And Sweatpants like, in public oh is pretty fucking cool. Sweatpants and a fucking Takes big balls. It was, but he didn't even look bad. You know, he looked cool, but he wasn't even trying to be like, I'm cool because I'm weird. <laughs> he was just like that. And like, he had these big glasses and a hat, and it was just, it was just so great. And so our Jared, our cameraman Jared, was just, you know, he was so into him. He's like, this is gold. And he just kept asking me. And the kid kept being like, turn the camera off. And then they'd start talking. He'd be like, turn that camera back on. <laughs> it was so great. And so... Uh, so you know he's like I gotta get out of here I gotta get out of Kentucky and you know so our Jared's like why what do you want to go you mean he wants to follow his dream 
I don't know what his dream is. Okay, whatever. But, but well, I'll tell you what, what his dream is. You mean by getting out of here? You didn't yeah. mean he had to get out of the bar. You mean he had to like, yeah, he was trying yeah. to get out of Kentucky. Okay, got I, it. I mean, that's what he said. And so like, so then our Jared, cameraman Jared was like, where do I want to go? And he says, Japan. And okay, why do you want to go to Japan? He's like, well, they had this tsunami a few years back. And we're like, oh, did they? <laughs> and he says, you know, I want to get radiation poisoning. Why? I want to die. We're like, Okay. Wow, the movie takes a dark it, it, turn. Yeah, right? yeah, I think he could actually cut that. I think he needs to leave it in. But we have so much in the in this movie of like I won't say we because I'm not making it, but right, I've just right. seen it along the process of this kid Jared from Kentucky, and nobody when you know any season they're gonna be like, who the fuck is that? We're gonna be right. like, he was our hero. He was our tour hero. We begged him to come along, but he, he wouldn't want. come. He, he wouldn't, wouldn't come. He wouldn't get in the van. Yeah, we said, you know, what's your job? And he said, I'm a crappy server. And we're like, we're all crappy servers, man. <laughs> right? Who fucking cares? <laughs> you were the chariot that swung low yeah. for Jared, and we, he wouldn't hop he on. He didn't want to come. Damn. And I, we can't find him. I, the circus came to town. On Facebook and, <laughs> and then the circus left town without him because he wouldn't get in the van. Yeah, it's true. Get in the van. Get in the van, Jared. <laughs> He stayed comfortable in the sweatpants. Though. Yeah. Wow, that's a that's an interesting yeah. story, man. He was the best. <laughs> what was the best show on the tour? Best show on the tour was definitely, I would say, Brooklyn, which was the night before. What, what, what show? What, what, where were you playing? What's the venue? We were at the Way Station, which we've played a million times. Right. It, it's always great. We love to go down and play the Way Station. Um, people just come in and out. You know, a lot of these places that aren't New Hampshire. What they do is they book bands and they build them by the hour. And it's not like, oh, I'm playing with this band and this band. You don't know who you're playing with. So you get there. You know, they just book everyone separately on the hour. And it's not like a build show with all these bands together. So every, people who go there don't really know what they're expecting. And we've played there a bunch. And it's, you know, the owners are always like, take it down, I'll take it down. Because it's a small place. But we just went in there screaming. And there were so many people there to receive us as we were that, he didn't give a fuck, you know. This time, right? They dug it, yeah. Yeah. Wait, did, but did people come out to see you, or do you? So you didn't front these gigs like that, right? Um, people came out to see us. For see, Eric, as I said, has a lot of friends in the south, right, so we right. did have a couple of gigs where he had a bunch of people come out. Like right. Richmond, Virginia, was a huge show just because he had all these friends because he right. went to school in Virginia, and that was cool. But for Brooklyn, yeah, it was just a big. Cra- everyone was out that night. Everyone was there, and people there like really liked us, and it was awesome <laughs> right because you know is, is there hands. like a is there a college scene is there a scene to a college scene yeah i don't really know what goes on in brooklyn I know no no no. i didn't mean to brooklyn i'm just saying like like could you have done a you can do bands tour i mean obviously fucking kendrick will tour colleges yeah but is there is that an option for bands like people skills or is it just not there oh we never really looked at it. i know like unh has the muso thing and that's it was successful in the past i don't really know how yeah. it's going now but that's what i mean they bring it in like yeah large yeah we never really looked into it although we do like Usually doing some um, like house shows in the tour because those are usually pretty cool. But we didn't That's have any this tour. But yeah. I do remember the last tour we went on last year. We played the show in New Jersey on a Monday, which is this place where they this you know a bunch of kids live in this house and they just they have these shows and people come out because they want to see the music. That's right. what they're there for. And it was cool. You know, they were like, "We'll get you what we can in donations." And we made the most money like out of the whole tour at this right. place in New Jersey because these kids want to come see music. They wanted to buy our shirts. They wanted to buy our CDs. Right. And like they, 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 they had a stay made there. A whole thing of it. Yeah, yeah. And that's like right. what they do, and that's really cool because you know a lot of times you play some bar and like they don't fucking care who's playing. Like, oh, well, that's sir, the thing. Play. I mean, the bars, the bars were always were, well. I mean, obviously, there's always been a place to play in a bar, but but. Bars are cool because they usually stay out of the realm of like, 
um, these major booking things. Again, what people don't know is that a lot of colleges are booked by this thing called Clear Channel College Booking. Right. Or at least they yeah. have been. I, they may still be or may not. I, I'm not hip to maybe the last couple of years, but I can't imagine it changed that much. Um, which means they can book, you know, bands. And obviously, if you're you're booking a house show or you're booking a frat or something, like that, they can do whatever they want. But like the major venues in your area are usually booked by, well, where do you get tickets? You're going to get them at Live Nation, right? Ugh. You're going to get them at Ticketmaster. And those kind of things, therefore, have control over also the bands. And it's hard for a band, for example, where you are, to jump in because Live Nation might be in bed with some of the record companies. It might be in bed with you know some of the advertising parts of it. Yeah. So it might be. Papers. Yeah, <laughs> oh, exactly. And so... That can be really exclusionary, not only for the for the bands like yours, but also for the bands that a lot of people would like to see. So, I mean, uh, a lot of the times those kind of things will pick up a band for a tour, and then that's the last time that band's going to tour because they right. you, they did the Live Nation thing, and if Live Nation doesn't book them anymore, then we're pretty much that's done, it. aren't we, right? Yeah. yeah, and so the problem is that shit's set up with that structure, um, that old school structure where you know you can you can uh you can pre-sell a show in an area because the radio DJs will all talk about it and you can put it into the whatever the cool newspaper is and all that. This 20 fucking 16 that doesn't happen. Radio yeah. is like Sirius right. XM and and Spotify. Nobody's talking. There's no DJ that's going you got it. Okay, people skills. Guys, this is this is the band. My uh, in my era, you know, which is obviously before yours, there were there were DJs right in Boston that would break bands. You two and the police both broke um, as a result of the DJs at WBCN pulling them in at WFNX later on and putting them in shows. FNX broke bands and they would play the Rat and they'd play the Paradise or whatever they used to do sure. the Rat. Um, then they'd go back to their you know whatever countries they were, and then next time they came through they would have this big audience because the DJs would push them and all that. And so it was sort of a, obviously there was commerce going on at the time too. You know, some DJs were more like, you know, honorable, but um, that does, again, that doesn't exist. But look at what you were just saying about like wrong brain. I mean, right now I know this is the second time. It's not the second time that has come up on the podcast, but it's the second time we've talked about wrong brain in sort of some sort of depth. Right. I'm certain that there are people in the area that are listening to the podcast that are going to go, that sounds like something cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think about this? What do you think about this, Chelsea? I mean, do you feel like, are you just, are you really just in tune with that sort of old school way of looking at it? Do you feel like things like wrong brain, do you think there's room for more than just wrong brain? I mean, is, yeah. should, is there room for wrong brain to be, or a version of that everywhere? I'm not saying your your sister Sam. I'm just saying literally. Like someone's in every like, state, hey, yeah. Fuck, like, why don't I just? Why don't we just get the this? You know, you know, like there's someone who knows how to draw. Yeah, well, get them to fucking draw. You know, there's someone who knows how is, to. But I think there is. You know, a, well, you tell me. That's well, when what I'm I think saying. of the place, like I mentioned in New Jersey when we right? played, I don't think they were like as much of a you know wrong brain is now a non-profit you know they're a right. big thing i mean this place in new jersey wasn't quite there but they were like our goal you know they didn't say this up front but you could tell their goal was to get bands to play and they right. like touring a lot of the you know a lot of places i've heard like northampton mass has a sort of scene too because i had a friend yeah. who moved there and says there's all this kinds of yeah. these things going on and so when we were in new jersey it was like you could tell that they just they were like 
this is the touring band and like you play in Portland, you play other places and there's always people saying this is the touring band and like we need to get them the money and like looking out for that because they want the music I see what you're saying. You mean if you're on the bill with a band that's touring, the the people that are booking the show will look at you and go, look, these guys are touring, these guys, that's where we're putting the money. Yeah. So when you're touring, you get to take advantage of that. Right. Hopefully, yeah. It's Yeah, and that's cool, but at the same time, I feel like we're kind of hypocritical because uh not hypocritical i don't know what really you could, but, but you could look at both ways right i mean we want to like we want to like be big you know we want to do we want to make money you know we want to like do it really as a job and like so the i feel like these other bands like don't have those kind of things in mind and they're just like everybody look out for each other and where i think i think that's so fucking cool i can't say that i personally like can do that because i really am looking out for myself and the band and our music right. and like you're trying to, to to straddle both those things yeah, yeah and so it's hard to be i want to be part right. of the community but like i want more than just the community and so right. it's like i don't i feel like i'm kind of like poisoned in the scene for that well i uh, that was that. I, I, that might be you. Might be characterizing yourself a little too extremely that way. I mean, I don't think that. I don't think you're the only person that's that's seeing it in two directions. You know, right. um, there. I mean, okay. So, what do you know about the Rhode Island scene about the Providence scene? Have you ever played in Providence? No, we've never played in Providence. Yeah, you got. You need to get your yeah, asses down. Yeah, I know. There, yeah, AS two twenty and those kind of things would be a perfect place yeah. for you guys to play. For they, you can play there first couple of times without. You can probably just get right in and do it. Right. Then. All of a sudden, that there's a cool scene down there. Same thing. Do you play in Portland yet, or? Yeah, we played in Portland a few Where times, play, which has also play? been a weird thing for us to try to crack. But yeah, so we played. Honestly, I don't remember the name of the bar. No, it's fine, but it was yeah. some very small bar, a few like three or so years ago, right. with a band called When Particles, Particles Collide, which right. they're from Bangor. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they yeah, moved yeah. to Exeter. Yeah. And now they play at Furious all the time, and like Beautiful. they tour every summer. They're awesome. Great. Love them. They're a duo. They're really cool. <laughs> and um, so we played somewhere called the uh, something bowl. Oh, Bayside Bowl, right. which is a really cool venue. We played there like pretty much just a week or two after we got back from tour, but there was no one there, you yeah. know, and we, um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in the Portland scene, but I will say that I think the best show we ever had in Portland was opening up for Max Creek, oh, that's <laughs> which is a really cool opportunity that yeah. we got. So. It's funny. You have this weird, I don't say weird. You have this interesting dichotomy going. Where you do not play like a a fish thing pretty much at all in mm-hmm. my in my yeah. space. Tell me, I could be wrong, but I, mean, I just no, don't yeah. read people's skills as like fish. I mean, you could definitely hear. I could like specifically point out certain parts which are yes. very influenced by fish, but as yeah. a whole, no, it doesn't right. come off the way at all. Right. Well, it it seems like you're shooting at a different group of people. Is what yeah. I'm getting at, and so whereas some of the other examples that you used as influences, I don't think that's the case. Um, um, I don't feel that's the case. I mean, I feel I can definitely hear some who things. Even yeah. in the song you just played, you know, you have that, uh, there's a sort of a power pop thing going. Yeah. You have those cool little, like moving bass yeah. notes and all these these neat little, uh, you know, sort of pickups that I can hear from, from different, I'm not saying it sounds like your influences. I'm saying though you can hear at least the people that would listen to those kind of bands mm-hmm. could also dig what you're putting down, right? Um. But at the same time, like you keep bringing up these really cool moments with, like you said, with Max Greek, which yeah. again comes off a little more fishy than I, I understand realistically. No, but it comes off a little more of that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, I would think of Mo with fish before I think of like you know the paper cuts. 
you know? Yeah, I just, I, I mean, I, you know, I love Fish, obviously. And I think a lot of these other bands that came, like, a little after Fish, they kind of, like, hooked on to that kind of thing. I don't like those bands. Have you ever, have you ever played in a band that does that kind of more freeform look at stuff? No, but I don't really find it freeform compared to what I do because we do a lot of improvising. Okay. And so when I see a band like Mo and I see what they're doing, it doesn't impress me at all because I don't like the songs and so right. therefore I don't like the improvising. Well, I mean, Mo's an you know. interesting example because they've been around for forever and, you know, uh, I, I've actually you know known those guys from almost back at the beginning. I mean, they're, they've been around for forever. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, I really dig what they do. I like their, I like, it's not like, I, it's not really, I don't want to go, you know, and, and, you know, drive off to fucking Burlington, Vermont to go see them. It's not that much. But I, I like that sort of vibe that they put down. I understand what you're not digging about. It's not your vibe. But, um, but yeah, there's there's something, again, like alternative about this. When I mean mm-hmm. I'm alternative, I don't mean fucking REM alternative. Yeah. I mean, legitimately, <laughs> it's not what you're used to hearing. I just the more I the more we talk about this, you know, this is a new podcast, but I realize the things that are really different, the things that have big sharp edges, the things that don't quite fit in, very quickly fit in. Like if you come back to it a year yeah. later, yeah, you know, even we did this really fucking experimental thing for it's called Deep Sky Pilots. We did it for one of the RPMs. It's like what two, three years ago, two years ago, yeah, something like two that, years two ago. three and, years ago. You know, you listen to it now and. it's it's not that weird, you know. Like you, <laughs> you, you listen to some of the fucking commercials, and you're like, you know, "We're not that far off," you right. know. When we were doing it, it was like, "What the fuck was this?" It doesn't make any sense sure, at all, yeah. you know. And we, had the obviously, our work had no influence on the things that were were happening. But if it's something, if I looked at Briggs and go, "Hey, I like that," you know, and Briggs goes, "Hey, I like that," it's just logical. There are other people in the world that feel the same way, right? Mm-hmm. So if, I think if you go back to that old school thing. You got to get on a radio, you got to get on MTV, you know, you got to be able to do the tours, you got to play, you know, clubs all night, you got to do, everything has to be three and a half minutes long or less, all this stuff. We don't go for that. No, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) And so that shit just doesn't fly. It almost doesn't even work anymore. Right. You know? And so, uh, yeah, I mean, so that's the coolness factor, right? I mean, maybe that's the thing is, is as you guys move forwards. Those big rough edges, those things that before you're trying to get rid of are actually now the things that just feel really good and you just mm-hmm. go for it. Who are some of the bands around here that you like? I don't mean necessarily in the in just in Portsmouth, but I mean, are, do you, any bands you saw touring or something like that that you're just like, wow, you know, I, I dug those. I don't know why it's so hard for me to remember the tour, but uh, well, it does not do that. So, tour. It's just so, in general. Some you know? bands I like around here for sure is um, Amulus is a band I love. Yeah, they um, you know they got little bit of the jam band thing going on for sure but right. like it's just cool and like i know the guys maybe i'm biased my buddy max who was a free what? refill is in that band but what? What? They, that's awesome is they're just they're fucking cool and like um i think the i think this scene around here is uh we're barely on the jam band thing but we're not like punk or we're not Folks, we get right. kind of thrown, thrown to the in, side, yeah, you know, right. and I don't mind it. I don't mind being lumped in, in that section because I yeah. feel like a lot of the bands that are doing more of a folk thing or are hanging on to some specific genre that everyone's going to run out and see no matter what, you know, right, right. I won't name names, but 
Um, but you know, there's a lot of these kind of artists in the scene that get all this praise and, you know, they get things written up about them in the local papers and like they're doing this and that. And then you got these bands like us and maybe, you know, we have had some things written about us, yeah, you us and yeah. Amulus and a band like, you know, Harsh Armadillo, who's okay. doing like a kind of funk Did you say thing. Harsh Armadillo? Yeah. yeah. That's new for me. Go ahead. You've never heard of them? No. Oh, really? Yeah. No. They're fucking, they're fucking great. All right. And yeah. it's like, we get kind of, they're like, hey, fucking hippies, you know, yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. So, yeah, I do. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Your long songs, your guitar right, solo, sure. like, get out of right. here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as soon as you have an extended guitar solo yeah. with a song, it puts you in a certain place, even if it's not necessarily applicable. Right. Right. Yeah. right but you're also getting put into a place that a lot of people really like. Sure. Yeah. So a double-edged sword, I guess. Well, yeah. I guess what I'm looking at it is like, you know, it, again, here's the round peg and here's this, the, the square hole. It's like, it's not, it's, it's, it's difficult to write about, maybe. You know, maybe yeah. that's the thing. It's maybe be a little it. different yeah. to review. It might be hard to say, ooh, let's have those people open for this band or whatever. But then there's that magic night where, oh, well, obviously they need, you know, uh, Briggs. Did you see the Melt Banana with us or not? Yeah. Yeah, we were, you were on the yeah, same oh, night, yeah, right? Yeah, that was great. And so we went to see Melt Banana, nice. right, <laughs> in, at, uh, at the Sinclair. The Sinclair. Yeah. And that's like. They're these bands that I guarantee you never open for anyone ever, <laughs> which are like the perfect opening bands for Melt Banana, yeah, right? Seriously. And so, like, you know, you think you have a problem. These bands are just no. Right? <laughs> so, oh, right. There was those people with, they, they had all the homemade instruments. Yeah, um, and they were fucking loud as fuck. It like, awesome. it was like <laughs> that whole show louder was really than good. ministry. Like, I remember when yeah. they threw the ministry on after that, right, you were like, oh, like, a pop song. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> It's like Filth Pig. Oh, I know right, that one, right. you know. No, and then there was the other one with just the drummer and the saxophone, but the oh, saxophone right, was right, broken right. into like all of these chords and shit. And that show was awesome. It was a great show. Cool. But what I'm getting at though is, yeah, you're not going to go, and then they then they went on tour with Taylor Swift. Yeah. But that that's the, but the, but they have no competition. I mean, at all. Like they, right. you know, the guy booking was like, well, obviously we're going to call these guys, you know, that kind of thing. Sure. And so I don't know. I mean, it's a. I don't want to say it's you know it's a. a you know, it's like a scene thing. I mean, there's no question. There's a scene, and there's a scene everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a scene for anything. So you know, you. Uh, it was like a math metal band from a couple of years ago. Periphery, right? It was like everybody listened to Periphery, right? And it was like, great. So now, who are you listening to now? Well, we must all be listening to this band or whatever, you know. And and those kind of things, those trendy things, I think they appear. They appear really sexy to touring bands. They're really, really sexy to recording bands because they're like, oh, why don't I get that big thing? That big fucking thing lasts for like literally like 10 weeks. It's way shorter than you think. Like if you really think about it, what was the big hit of this summer? I should know. What? The Sia song? Kind of big. How long was that? It's still on the radio now. Well, but that's that's long then because... Yeah, maybe that yeah oh yeah i guess it is i don't need no more yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, one, yeah. That, that was a pretty big song yeah that was a, that so that one's almost like a super hit yeah because right? like sean paul and see right, right i like i like that song no no i'm not i'm not <laughs> saying you should no it's that's that but i'm saying even then but even then you're still talking about when did that thing come out i mean it didn't come out in like january right you know what i mean we're still talking about I mean, maybe um, these super big hits yeah. obviously you could but look at the taylor swift hits i mean except for the ones that go completely over the top right 
you hear these songs that'll come out and they'll be big for a little while, you know? They're just, they're literally 10 or 12 weeks long. 10 or 12 weeks, three weeks. Uh, oh, because she, she, she keeps popping them out. And that's what right, it's like. well, but everybody does. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. And as you drop down past the big stars and you start going into that sort of mid-level of what was that hit we were listening to, right. you know, it, it, it gets shorter and shorter. And so in the end, it's cool for a little while, but look at 21 Pilots. I guarantee you we're not going to be talking about 21 Pilots next yeah, year. Yeah, no, I know. A lot of people were talking about them like a year ago, and I've never even heard them. Well, I mean, it no, was I a, them, but they I had a cool them. song, right? But yeah. the thing is, they just got on Saturday Night Live. So that's going to inject them with awesomeness for another, what, six months or eight months. But then unless one of them marries like a fucking Kardashian, it's, it's, it's <laughs> probable that they're not going to have a, quote, music career on mm-hmm. that kind of music. You know, whereas someone who is a little more personal about it is maybe never going to have that giant thing, but they're going to be doing it four years from now. Was fucking John Prine just turned seventy or something? Oh, really? Playing in Boston? Oh, wow. and you're like, oh right Fuck on. yeah, man! Yeah, absolutely. Like, who has a gig this weekend? John, John Prine. Prine. <laughs> yeah. See what I mean? Like, how are the guys in? You know, whatever. And 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 there, there's always outliers. Look at like Blink One Two had all those hits, and then they were nobody, and now they're all back again. But their fucking drummer also had a reality show, right. you know, and is kind of transcended, you know, being a drummer into like being a star. Sure. Yeah, he was always just so cool anyway, though. Well, that's I don't even care so much right. for the band, but I was like, Travis Barker right. is just cool. Yeah, no, but there you go. Cool. But, but like, think of all the other bands that were like that at the time. Yeah. They don't have a gig this weekend. No. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the thing, right? Yeah. So I don't know, man. I, I don't want to I, I don't want to come off like I'm just, you know, being rah, rah, rah about it. No, I'm totally down. I mean, yeah. I, I always said that I wanted to like achieve something like a ween status, right? Right. Oh, Where yeah. you got your diehards, right? And you can play these cool clubs, but you're still you don't have the weirdness of the fucking fake people. I mean, right. they probably do for the most part. I mean, they definitely in the last couple of years, like since well, in the last year since they got back together, right. just like when Fish did, people were like, oh, what's this? I'm gonna hop on this, you know. Right. But still, well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, I understand for the diehard, it's it's kind yeah. of a drag. But but for the band, it's great because in the yeah. end, it's going to translate to just playing more people listening yeah. to music. But uh, I just saw so again. I'm you know, you can see. I mean, you you don't know as much but much Chelsea, but uh, but obviously Briggs knows, and some of the people who listen know. It's like I am in love. I mean, I'm just fascinated by this alternative way of delivering that same thing that's been around for forever. By the way, for people who can hear, that's Jack whining. <laughs> Because it's the time part of the part of the podcast where Jack yeah. needs to go outside. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why that is. He doesn't do this all day. It's just a podcast thing. But he anyway. Want, he wants his bit on the show. Yeah. Yes, he does. Uh, but I love these alternative sort of formats of looking at things, right? So I'm a Spotify user. I have the Pro. I listen to my Discover Weekly. I've discovered that if you just listen to your Discover Weekly, it's just sort of like they pitch it for you. If that's all you listen to, the uh, next it week it gets, gets more like... More intensely that way. And they'll pick shit from like all over the fucking place. It's not like Pandora where if you leave it on long enough, you're going to end up listening to fucking Taylor Swift yeah, or Aerosmith, right? So it's good, but it's still bullshit. I mean, it's still Spotify. But sure. I'm hearing all these new things. And all of a sudden in my Twitter feed, it pops up. There's a bunch of bands that are doing one song. Per day, so Spotify put together a playlist and went out to bands and said, "Give us one song per day about the election." Right. Ooh. So all I did was I go hit the playlist, right? Then that's it. Now I know between now and 
whatever it is November seventh, second. Um, we're going. I'm going to hear a different band sing a song about the election. Right. So the first one was Death Cab for QB, and it was a uh, million dollar loan. Not my favorite song. Not my favorite band. I like them sometimes i like that they're all sure. over the place so therefore i'm gonna love some things and i'm gonna right. dislike some i love that about bands i love those kind of bands anyway but in that moment of going i just clicked on this and i'm sitting here and i'm like okay what's gonna pop out of the toaster right and this song comes out i'm listening to every fucking word i'm totally in tune with the song yeah i'm like you know what i'm gonna be like tomorrow i'm gonna be like who's gonna be on tomorrow and <laughs> what am i gonna listen to Right. And why? Because it's it's relevant. It fits. I'm gonna ha- I, yeah, I'm gonna be able to totally judge the fuck out of whoever it is. <laughs> I'm like, oh really? You're singing about shit you don't know about, or yeah. oh my god, they're right. speaking the, the the word of the people right. in such so artistic ways. Like it's gonna be great. Is it gonna be totally biased? I don't even fucking care. I just want to hear it now. Right? Yeah, sure. So you see what I mean? That used to mean oh, you had a hit on WBCN. Like that's not the same yeah. thing. It's like it's almost being forced out in that situation. In this situation, it's so topical, it's so like moment oriented, so contextually relevant that don't you want to be on the playlist? As a musician, I'm like, well, I want to write a song, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So what I really want to do is make those playlists. What I really want yeah. to do is make these podcasts and see where this goes right this podcast is just figuring itself out right now yep maybe that's what we need to do every four years is to have a set of podcasts where everybody who comes in has a song about i don't know i don't know sure. it, and not as not to be us maybe chelsea you can have that podcast you know what i mean it's not a ownership thing it's yeah. like right. it's like I do believe that there's something there. I just feel like it requires musicians like you, me, anybody to just go, okay, we already know how to do the club thing. <laughs> <laughs> we already know how to record. You write and record a two and a half minute song. Okay. We got this music thing down. We got our fans. What does my fan do? What is my, not, I'm not talking about me. I don't have fans, but you know, what is a band with fans? What, what do those fans do all day? You're like, well, when do they listen to music? You know, are they hanging out? Are they listening to it while they're cooking dinner? Or are they listening to it like on purpose? Are they dying to hear it? Why do they want to hear it? So I'm going to take the doggy out. I have to go to the Yeah. Do you want to take a quick break? Uh, let's sure. take a quick break. Yeah, let's take a quick break. <laughs> Keith Moon is pretty much my role model. Okay, so (laughs) we are back from our little break. And uh, what are you drinking now? This is brandy? I guess. I think it's Calvados. If you say so. Yeah, it's it's Calvados, right? Yeah, Calvados. The only reason I have that, that's... um, Where did that come from? I think it might have come from my grandfather's house or something like that. Yeah, It's pretty old. I mean, Oh, it's super old. There's like pieces of cork in there. It's delicious. It's going to the right place. Hang on, let me put my headphones on. <laughs> so do you want to play something? Yeah, sure. That would be fantastic. Um, depends on what I'll play. Is is this going to be my last song? Oh, no. Like, I mean, I'd love to talk about some other things. Um, it's up to you if you have... 
All right. It's your if, choice. If I have, I have two more. I have two songs that I would have planned to play. So cool. If Let I have one more after, off, then so get it nice and quiet in here. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna move. I'm you wait. You turn the heater off. Just for a sec while you're playing. So I'm gonna do a, a more a pretty laid back one, and then I'll do it later on. I'll do it more something more spicy. But this is uh, <laughs> this is the one I was saying that we were like, "What the fuck are we gonna do with this?" And we recorded it. it sounded cool, but on its own, it's pretty bare. So okay, you just have to feel it. <laughs> Now you seem to only want him What are you going to do? What happens when you start to love him? I have to love him too You start slow but you're setting the intention Energy will follow through I'm not I'm just holding on to you Will you try to hide the love divine? Will you keep your desires Misunderstandings I call the violent rage I walk ten miles through modern sand To prove there would be a fade A bright light but night is so demanding Sunset to your thoughts to wait I was sure your heart and your mind were made Have I come to guide a love divide? Will the knots become Hearts and our souls. 
Thanks. <laughs> Do you mind talking about it? I'll, I'll talk about it. Okay. So where did that come from? <clears throat> so that was at the uh, tail end of a relationship. <laughs> and um, it's, uh, well, I'll start off by saying this. I won't get too into detail, but I'll give you some pretty good hints. Um, so to the band, I say this song is called The Love Divide, but really on the album, once it comes out, it, I forget exactly what the name is. I have it written down somewhere. Something like, um, it's like my, my misunderstandings and insecurities about modern romance. Right. Right. And it has a lot to do with, um, you know, it's a lot more normal for people to be, you know, We've, uh, as a society, you know, hopefully most of us have come to realize that not everybody is just completely gay or straight. Right. And there's all this middle ground. Right. And right. so when it's you, like a spectrum. Right. And so when you bring that into a relationship that's been going on for a while, it gets a little confusing. And, right. you know, even though it's like, it, it's kind of this back and forth between like, why didn't you tell me? And like, okay, like I'm an asshole for not understanding. And, you know, it's just like, weighs on you so that song is kind of like me being like i as well as like the other song that we'll be playing later right. is dealing with the same issue of like i'm feeling like i'm such an asshole because like i'm on the outside of this taking it personally when it's really not right so it's yeah it's cool to write about shit that's so it, real yeah right? it's pretty real <laughs> yeah no but it is it is and it, i mean the the song comes across relatively strongly i don't know that i got all that information <laughs> out of it which is great which means that I oh don't, you don't get what i'm saying no i totally get what oh you do saying. okay no but I mean, on, on first listen in the song i didn't get all all that data out yeah. of the song but that means that i'm going to interpret the song the way i want to interpret it which is beautiful then when that information comes in, when you talk about writing the song, now I can reflect against that as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, who doesn't understand what it's <laughs> like to feel like I don't want this? I'm not necessarily even talking about a relationship, but I, but I maybe, you know, I, my reaction to this isn't the right one yeah. or whatever. I mean, that's a, it's a completely universal. Yeah, I mean, emotion. you have an initial reaction and then you kind of like are like, well, fuck, I'm, what am I? Some kind of, Right. Ignorant piece of shit. Well, that's, that, that's extreme, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> it's your song. <laughs> did that same thing, uh, did the process come together the same way? I mean. Um, that one, I think it took a little longer. It was like, a, it was a pretty emotional time. Yeah, of like, course, right. So that one was, I think I wrote that one at work too, but it was kind of like, I, I wrote the first verse, right? And it was like, why are you fucking this up for right, us? Right, and right. then I think some, I think a couple of months went by and then the second verse I wrote kind of like, wow, I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. Right, you know? And so right. then that first chorus, even to the second chorus is like completely different because there was some time in between me writing that. Right. And at the end, I tried to kind of like tie those two things in together as like a back and forth perspective. Right. Right. Of like, right. Right. Like what's going on? Like, you know, it's confusing. So, right. Right. I mean, it's such a personal issue in the first place. But, I mean, whether you're dig or not is also completely yours to have. So it's a, it's a really cool subject for a song. It's interesting how it came across. Uh, you said with the band, you said the band's like, what the fuck are we going to do with this? Is that what you said? No, I mean, maybe they weren't so much, but like we would play it, you know, at our practices and be like, well, like, 
what is this? This doesn't sound like us. Right. You oh, know? you mean uh, this? One of these things doesn't fit with the other. It doesn't sound. It just yeah. It doesn't sound like us. It's this light song, but like when I pitch it on the album, there's gonna be these. It's gonna be layers. And like I'm a firm believer in like doing what you do live and doing an album differently. I think that's another reason why I'm so comfortable playing these songs live and then recording right. them after because I really like when a band sounds different live than they do on their album. You know, you can do whatever you want on your album. It's your art project. Yeah. When you play live, you just fucking rip it. Like, you just right. rock yeah. it. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think you can... Yeah, I think you're the, uh, that's also sort of like a... Uh, there's like a range there. I, I don't like it when bands try to sound like it's on the album and fail. Yeah, that's right, really right. bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different thing though, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's that's just, yeah, I was right. You're right. It's like a bad. So bad if, you, if you can right. pull it off live, quality. which is what you, which you told right. me back in the day, if you could pull it off live, then you're fine. Yeah. And then you come to the, I mean, this isn't exactly that, but you said that. And then like, my opinion is that, and then when you go to the album, do it whatever way you want, because when you play it live, you know, it's full and complete and that you can pull that off. So what you do on the album can be different and it could sound different as long as you can rock it when you're live. Right. It can be different. Right. This whole, this whole conversation, let's just, I I want to make sure it's out there. It's, it's the whole thing's a little awkward because what happens is for me, like (laughs) I get all of these things that I said, like what, fucking 15 years ago or whatever. Or however long ago it was. Yeah. No, it is good. It wasn't fifteen, right? Or whatever, ten something, twelve Probably. years ago. It was. Yeah. Uh, no, it's funny because I keep going like, "Oh, geez, I hope I wasn't really an asshole." <laughs> like, like, I, hope, yeah. I hope I no, no, no. I mean, like, I hope I didn't say something that I totally disagree with now. Because you like, probably did, but I won't bring them up. No, it's just funny. It's like you, it's like getting a travelogue from no, like you know. I mean, no, yeah, it's, it's impressionable. Like nothing, you helped me out you. a lot. Well, like, thanks. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad it. Wow. Well, it, it, I'm glad it's working out. I mean, I'm glad it wasn't like <laughs> bad, but no. Uh, uh, Right, but I'm saying when you're looking at this kind of thing now, isn't is it possible that this is just the band evolving? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I think so. I I like to think so. One of the things that I like about that idea of just you know writing whatever the fuck you want and making the album the way you want, and then going and singing it mm-hmm. more in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like again, what are you? You're gonna go do an unplugged version of the songs, or you're gonna do a trio version, or you're just doing something different. You know, it's not like maybe Van Halen, where you want Van Halen to be exactly Van Halen yeah. all the time. Right. You know, um, that's like if, like right now, if I went to see Paul McCartney now, I would want to hear Paul McCartney now singing an older song in the style sure. that he is now. I don't want him to just. You know, literally try to re, you know remake something that was on RAM or something. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and so, no, and, and so one of the benefits of that would be, I think, as the band evolves, then they're going to play some of the shit in the new style. But at some point, they're going to be like, let's just peel, uh, you know, take off the wrapper and go play it the way we used to. At yeah. the same time, you can still. Um, I, um, uh, I have an example: uh, Pretenders. Are you a Pretenders fan? I'm not, but I should be. What do you mean? Uh, I should or be. Or Chrissy Hine fan, I guess. I should I be into Chrissy Hine. That's how I feel. I feel is like it only just because she's a girl rocker? Is that what you mean? Or? I mean, I don't want to say it's because of that, but I feel like it's really important. Okay, well, okay, I see what you think. I, I could, from my point of view, I, I could say I believe that someone like Chrissy Hine did a lot of work that made it easier for women in rock after her to just be sort of accepted as right. not just the lead singer or mm-hmm. the, the person who's trying to look it up front or someone who has a fantastic voice, but is, you know, that's the point. Right. 
I mean, she was like the whole deal, right? Yeah. I mean, then she's living the rock and roll lifestyle. She's cool. Too, I mean, yeah. You know, with the whole Clash thing, and then of course, yeah. fucking married to the guy, you know, married for Ray Davies from the Kinks, right? Yeah. And sure. Then the whole, you know. UB40 connection, right? Am I wrong? Wait, what? Sure. what is it? I don't know. I think that, I don't know. Pretty, maybe everything all, about Chrissy Hine is one. badass, I think. <laughs> yeah, she's so cool. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, well, what I was going to say her? was, though, like, but later on, now she's almost singing fucking power ballads, right? Yeah. So That'll happen, though. <laughs> well, no, but that's the thing. And, and no, 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 but it's not bad. I love this, right? You know, I right. really like what she's doing because when she yeah. sings the power ballad, oh, awesome. it doesn't come off like fucking Celine Dion. Right. You know, and... They could almost sing the same song, and it would it would taste completely differently. Right, right, to me, right, that no, song absolutely. I just played like that's a power ballad to me compared right. to what we do. And I'm like, no, no, I get right. it. <laughs> no, but though with that, I'm actually I'm actually supporting what you're doing. Though, yeah, I, I, I hope you can hear that. No, I, I know mean, it's just like it's a little strange to be like when we come out and play it. It's like here we go, and everyone's like, what the yeah. fuck? I'm like, oh. I, think it's a, I think it's a story that I'll probably end up telling on the podcast a zillion times. So I'll keep it really short, but it's like uh, I, I really dig Thomas Pynchon, right? Yeah, and. You know, he has this uh, early set of, uh, of of short stories that he had written, and the publisher's like, we're releasing them. And he's like, fuck you, don't release them. I'm paraphrasing the actual reality. Make it quick. Sure. Basically, he had to write a forward for this shit that he didn't even really want to get out. And he's like, hey, you know, I'd like to believe that everything that you ever do sounds like you. Like, he's like, you ever looked at your signature? And then you look at your signature when you were like 10? Pretty much the same. <laughs> I've never same. quite gotten it That's down. the point, right? right? The point Still he's you. going is like, oh, okay. and he goes, you go through all these stages, right? Like, you're like, oh my God, it looks like my dad's signature. I fucking hate my dad. I'm going to change my <laughs> signature. And it doesn't work. And then you're like, well, God, I can't put a, you know, a heart over the, the, the Y in crystal anymore or whatever it is, you know? Oh, I still heart my eyes. <laughs> no, you see what I mean? Right. And that's, and he goes, but he goes, it still looks like you. It doesn't matter what you do. And he goes, that's, what he was saying was those right. early short stories. He's like, even though I cringe when I read them, the, the, the point was there's still probably something there for you to, 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 sure. to, to watch and to see. And I translate that into, I dare you to go the other way. Not just Chelsea, but like artist person. It's like, you can't not sound like yourself. Fucking Chrissy Hind could sing Love on the Rocks. <laughs> Ain't no big surprise. <laughs> and she's still going to sound like fucking Chrissy Hine doing it. She's not going to sound like fucking Neil Diamond. You, you almost can't... You, she almost can't sing anything without it being cool, right? In other words... And I think the same thing happens for you. So like when you sang that song, it probably sounded way less different to Briggs and I yeah, right? than okay. it yeah. did to you. Yeah. It still sounds like you. It still sounds like... All of those things that, you know, that you were talking about. It's so real. It's still there. It's like so many options. So I just feel like, yeah, your signature has to be your signature. So fucking do whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? (laughs) You say, have you recorded this? Are you recording it? Or are you Uh, going to record it again? Yeah, we're in the process. We got some work to do on that one for sure. Because I have a lot of ideas for it. But like the the drums and bass and half my guitar are on there. I got to put the vocals on. We got a lot of stuff to do for that one. In a perfect world, um, I'm sorry, could you bring bring the mic up or whatever? Um, In a perfect world, how would you, not this one, but in general, how would you record your songs? Would you just, would everybody set up and all play at the same time? That's what we do. And that's what I like to do. Yeah? Because we just play live so much and that's what we do is that we record live and then 
I'll usually uh, redo my guitar. In this case, we I think we kept a lot of my original guitar and we just did a double track. So, and then there's some stuff over that. And right. But so yeah, you we play live. Scra- yeah. What we what we normally call scratch tracks mm-hmm. in the studio is when everybody goes and just plays their shit. But if they play to like click or something like that, we did or, click to everything. Yeah. You did click. Yeah. So a lot of the times, if there's click, that means then each of the players could go back and replace their parts, sure. right? Or there could be editing. Right. Sometimes the scratch is good enough and you use it or, or you just add more to it, like you were saying, yeah. do a double. Right. And so it feels like that, um, for me personally, like as a producer type or certainly as a musician, I fucking hate all this. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just want it to just fucking play it. Like fucking play it. I don't even oh, like yeah. play it. But... You know, you get forced into uh, situations with the click, but um, yeah, and so this, but so you would do that. You would play. So then, what would the rest of the recording be? You just add more vocals, or I mean, that song. I think we want to put some organ on it, and there's going to be some a lot of harmonies, which we don't really do a lot of harmonies. Um, we're going to do more on this album, but I will say that this is the first album that every single song has had to click to. We don't normally do that. First album had no click. Right. Second had a couple click, and then yeah. you know. Yeah, I'm not calling it out. But I'm Andrew saying, wanted to really get it down because, right. we're, like I said before, we already recorded this entire album. Oh, you did. So you recorded the album one time. <laughs> didn't work out. Threw it away. Right. And then this time Andrew's like, I'm practicing every single one of these to a click. And you know what? We went in and we fucking banged them out. I know we had practice doing the whole thing before, right. but we really like, it felt so good the second time we did it. It was right. just great. Well, there's, so, ways of, yeah. there's ways of replicating that experience as well. Some bands will make demos by just, you know, like turning their phone on and hitting record. Yeah, it's in a two thousand dollar demo. Right. That's what it was. Well, You'll no, never hear. What, what, <laughs> what, I, what I was going to say was, some bands will do the other thing, which was they will actually track all of the tracks in their home situation or whatever, right. and do all the work out there oh, so it doesn't God. cost them that. And then they'll go into the studio. It takes all the fun out re- of it. Well, if there's I, any fun in it at all, which there I'm isn't. not going to argue with you. Man. Remember where I, I signed in already, which is just go fucking do it. Yeah. But, but it all depends on the type of material, too. I know? mean, I've always felt that way. Let's just go do it. And then I hear it. And then I'm like, oh, my God, are we doing? And yeah, I but you, you're crazy. not just going to go fucking do Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. or, <laughs> or, you know, uh, or a Missy Elliott song. You know, like yeah. you, you right. are going to go fucking build it. Sure. But it's not a matter of getting all the tracks together ahead of time yeah. and playing them at the same time. So, you know, there's, there's arguments in all the different directions, genre wise and all that. But as a live band, do you do you feel like when you're in the studio, are you playing for the same people? Are you making a record for the people that see you live? Um, you know, I've never really thought about that, but I know that like a lot of our fans, like most of our fans, like have our album and listen to it. And they tell us that. I love your album. When's your next one coming out? You know? And so I, I really don't think of it that way, but I guess they do. You know? I don't think there's a lot of people that listen to our album that don't come see us. Right. So, so they are the same. You yeah. don't have two different like we sell a lot There's of There's a lot CDs, of people yeah. who probably really like Ween that are just never going to see Ween because sure. they couldn't fucking care less about getting out of their house and going and seeing a yeah. band. You know what I mean? Like they're they're kind of two different audiences. But right. Ween at the same time just did all their just pumped out recording after recording after recording because right. they're doing it in their fucking basement. Right. And like right. there's a million things of Ween to listen to. Whereas us, we're like, we'll put out an album every two and a half years. And right. so you have to come see us if you like. Well, us. I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, I, I'm, I'm not directly challenging <laughs> the idea, but I mean, it sounds like 
I the like recording. It. <laughs> Do you like it? I, I it like sounds like you re- write. No, no, no. That, yeah, two separate things. It sounds like you write way more than one album every two and a half years. Yeah, probably. But like this, this particular album, like I just wanted to. It, it's gonna be really artsy and all this stupid shit. You know, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Stupid. It's like the thing I've always wanted to do, but I always was like, oh, it's too pretentious. I can't do that. You know. But now I'm like, well, fucking whatever. I'm gonna do it. Right. I want to do it since I was 14. You know. Well, but there's <laughs> and there's different levels though. I mean, have you ever recorded the band live? Um, like yeah. at a show. Yeah, we have because we had some. Um, we had some videos. We had someone come take some videos uh, a couple years ago, and so we recorded it because we wanted to sync it up, right. and it ended up working out pretty well. Did you? It, how did that go out to the public? Is that like it's a just YouTube on YouTube? Stuff? Yeah, we just were like, don't we don't have any on, good YouTube videos. So yeah, potential audience, biggest potential audience. Period is yeah. YouTube. But the problem is now that we have it's not a problem, but we have a different bass player, and so we need some more updated. Yeah, stuff. I mean that adds to the reality show aspect. Yeah. You know, oh, that's when they had this bass player and now they have this band. You know, right. it's not necessarily, I mean, again, from your point of view, I get it. But from the point of view of someone who follows the band, I mean, that's okay, right? I don't know. Yeah. Did you, I think if I remember correctly, you were going to, did you do something like that while you were on the road? Did you like do some little YouTube clips or anything like that? So we were on the road. We had someone come along with us. Who right. I begged for a while to come along and videotape. And then a week before the tour, he agreed. And so he is currently hopefully tonight working on it still but uh, the movie i get the movie yeah. right he's making a movie i didn't really mean that i meant more like just a sort of like talking into the phone like oh i did that once just for fun oh, i think man. that was actually the day after nashville we we're on our way to kentucky yeah yeah i i just kind of did this is like this live facebook thing and you just talk i know it, well yeah. listen man i don't have i mean i you, you have different social circles obviously i don't have the same social group but i knew about that like that's how Far that thing reached. I don't know why I knew about it. Maybe someone said, "Oh, this" or something like that, or someone that I know liked it. Oh, we did on some Facebook. live. Actually, no, no. I think about it. We did a couple of live. So our cameraman guy like did. I was like, "Oh, you should do," because everyone wants to see us live on Facebook. And so right. we did hold my phone, you know, because he yeah. didn't have Facebook, and had us like playing on people skills live. Yeah. And so everyone was watching the show in DC. That's where it was. Yeah. yeah. And that stuff. Right on. Yeah. Honestly, man. Uh, more, 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 yeah. more. Yeah. Like, everybody was going to do it. We're like, okay, we should have been doing this every night. Like, right. But he was taking like videos. So, like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's two different things. But, I mean, again, it's the same thing. It's like, just because you're making a full out arty record doesn't mean you can't also record other things. You know, just like what you just did. You just recorded yeah. two No, I'm into that. I'm yeah. into all sorts of like, I want yeah. everything, all these different recordings. Like, I'm I'm the kind of person that's like, archive everything. You need to right. record everything. I got my, I always got my camera. I always got, I have a digital camera still, but I have right. my phone out and like, and, you know, and Andrew's always like, why are you taking videos? I'm like, somebody's got to document it, well, man. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, people like this yeah, shit. I love right. Facebook Live is a big deal. Yeah. I like uh, Robert Randolph is the uh, the guy who plays Slide. He has yeah, I love him. Band, I saw him right? open for Eric Clapton when I was 13, and it was so amazing. Well, he's, uh, <laughs> he shows up on my Facebook at least once a day where he just puts his phone down and he, he puts some weird glasses on. He always has some weird, stupid, funny sunglasses with like hearts on them or some bullshit. And he stares at the, uh, at the, uh, you know, at the phone and goes, I gotta follow him. Plays for like, I don't know, two minutes. Just fucks around on on his, in his beautiful, you know, masterpiece manner for two minutes. It's like, coolness or whatever. And then, you know, pieces out. And it's so, 
all the time. Like, I would never be like, oh, I need to go to Spotify and listen to Robert Randolph right now. Right. But he just it pops up on your literally thing. practicing. He practices every day. He just goes, hey, here, bonk. Check it out. Bum, 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 bum. It doesn't mean he's not touring. It doesn't mean he's not doing records. It doesn't mean he does not going on to people's, you know, shows and all that. It's just another way of doing it. Again, I'm sorry. Just fascinated with uh, yeah. alternative stuff. It's a, I am actually having a relationship musically with this guy that I wouldn't have as a result of Facebook Live. Yeah. Um, it's not even as heavy as pa- Periscope. It just shows up. And I get a little thing that goes, ding. It's like Robert Reynolds. Mm-hmm. I don't have to look at it. But if I click on yeah. it, oh, there he is. Yeah. My friend does that a lot. It comes up and it's like my buddy Nate. So I'm just like, Nate. Yeah. But like one time he did it, he was at my house waiting for me and he's like, oh, wait for my friend Chelsea. Like I saw it later. He's like, she's going to be pissed because she doesn't have a good sense of humor. And I was like, fuck you. But like, he's like, wait, oh, <laughs> well, here she is. And he's he like, right then, he's right? like, you're on camera. <laughs> and I don't know. And I'm like, what? And he's like, talk about your band, Chelsea. And I'm like, what? He's like, talk about your band. And I'm like, I'm people skills. He's like, what do you play? I'm like, rock. He's like, rock and roll. Everybody check out her band. I'm like, you know, he's doing this about me. I'm like, why can't I do this? Like, I should do this. Should we do this right yes. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yes right now you should go facebook live while we're having this yeah. podcast it's a good situation look at that nice should place I? yeah you can do whatever you want if you can do it okay people skills right you know what i'm saying skills. yeah i mean that's this is the kind of thing that i'm fascinated with but i really do think is the sort of secondary future of of where we're going right yeah it's people want live they want facebook they want facebook and they want it live well they want it now they want it now and, yeah and, people definitely want it now right and there's nothing that's not exclusionary to and look man we went in the studio and we spent a couple weeks doing this One sure. X. it's a totally different thing you, you know? got wi-fi oh i do i'm sorry Ready? it's okay i'm on 1x right now Hold no on. you don't want to be on that you want to be on um be on uh fmiw9 there you have a choices F- hey, it brings, oh, you can yep, tell jokes got it. All right. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's, once again, no, it was, no, anybody who comes around, it's it's all lowercase. That, <laughs> that was, was the, the dog. dog. That We've been through this one was before. The <laughs> we were supposed dog. to do this before you started. Yeah. Talk about professionalism. Yeah, no, everyone knows this Wi-Fi password now. This has been doled out. They're going to just come to your house, camp here. out in your yard, use your Wi-Fi. Everyone's yeah. going to be listening. Yep. They're going to downloading porn yeah. on my yeah they'll be sitting out by the pond I'm gonna, it, uh, my ISP is gonna be like you've, you've watched enough porn for yeah. this month they're sir. gonna call you I'm out like, dude what are you possibly <laughs> talking about <laughs> you've watched enough porn for this month yeah. okay buddy only this month though next dude, month you're all good boy? can I do my next song into that yeah. yes, yes. alright we're about to go live here Okay. fuck it we'll do it live this is like a like a social media exception wow Social media inception. It's, yeah. it's like an inception of social media. <laughs> no, I got it. Live on. Well, okay. So live on <laughs> the internet. Mute. I have, I have no, I have all the jokes I know are like physical jokes. I don't know. You don't have to with. tell jokes. <laughs> we could just be normal, like pretend it's not happening. True. Come on, phone. That's I don't know I'm if doing. we're live or not. And it's just not showing me. Hey, I'm just pretending this it's is not an happening. Phone that I just updated my number. Well, on, so. it, you should know whether you're live or not, because if not, it's just looking at your foot right now. Oh, it's thinking. It's like, do we want to go there? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I guess. 
I don't know. Technology I, challenge. Uh, I just exchanged an old phone for an older phone. There you go. That's okay. how it works. That's how it right. works. I don't have a job. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Briggs, for putting in a good word. Have you guys ever played in, in similar bands or with similar bands? We played did. together we a few did. times. Yeah. You did? With hard, hard Knocks, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Hard, mo- hard Knocks, buddy. Are, yeah. you, are you on Hard Knocks, Barry? I, was, I did one oh, no, show this is bad. with them. I don't mean to get no, it's not bad. I love Joey. We no, did one show and then I was kind of like, eh, I'm busy i don't know what the fuck i wasn't doing anything right. i was just like i don't know i get on call so yourself sh- out i'm a flake <laughs> it was a good show though yeah that was played a really good we played the stone fun, yeah. church and it was fucking fun and that was the night that everyone was like what is that pedal you got and i was like it's t-rex analog reverb pedal and i got the modulation on it and i don't know anything about gear but i went into <laughs> so a couple days before i went into fucking guitar center and i was like i'm gonna buy a pedal and i was like Give me that one. That looks cool. And I tried it out. I was like, I'm buying it. And I don't know fucking shit about you. Is it a great pedal? It's, it's a great pedal. Because everyone's like, what's that sound you got? And I'm like, yeah. it's the T-Rex. Oh, Reverb. T-Rex. With the, with Are you the saying you just simply purchased your way into a I good mean, I mean, I bought it. I tried it out. <laughs> you know, the playing comes through too, though, you know. No, obviously. <laughs> I'm just joking. But yeah, I mean. Eh. Wow, I didn't know you were part of that thing. That was well, a, that's a good album. The very man. beginning of it. I wasn't on the album, though. This next album that's coming out, heavy shit, man. Heavy. Oh yeah, yeah. Hello? The yeah, the newest, the the, the newer Hard, Hard Knoxbury that's coming out. Yeah, I think it's out now. I now, think it's out on it's the internet. Yeah, really? I thought live I on thought, the internet. Oh, we'll we had another couple of weeks before nope. it came out. Really? No, I drank the beer that was brewed in association with the album uh, drop. (laughs) I I have had this iPhone for three days. I I don't never had one of those, man. So apparently the Facebook Live was failed, but that's something you can do at another. No, we're gonna do it. We'll just wait, wait for that phone. Yeah, there you go. Solution, but getting beach balled. Okay. Uh, yeah, heavy shit, man. Yeah, this. So uh, Joey was on. I I know that you know this, Chelsea, but Joey was uh, Joseph K. Murphy was on. Uh, the podcast uh, very early on. Yeah. In fact, he was super brave. He had never heard any of them. We were just sort of making it up. We're still just sort of making it up. You can right. Know. But uh, yeah, and and man, he dropped some seriously personal shit on. And then uh, I was really, I, it was really sweet. He asked me to uh, to master his uh, his album, which was oh cool, super honor because the fucking thing is really good. It's really. Really, really good. It's a, it's a real artistic expression of a very difficult time in his life, <laughs> and it's weird because if I'm him, I'm not promoting that shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. if I'm him, I'm also not recording that shit. Right. But it's like I really want people to hear it. It's really oh, good. It's like why you do it. If he asks you to play on a live way, show, yeah. you have to say yes. Okay. He yeah. hasn't talked to me in a while, but it's probably because I'm such a flake. <laughs> Maybe he thinks you don't want to because no, you already told him you didn't no, want to. No, well, like, I don't know what to that time. I, f- I don't even remember. I don't even remember what year that was. What year that was, was that? I don't know. It was a couple of few years ago. Something. Sure, right? Yeah. 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 Anyway. I don't know. Well, I remember where it was, not when it was. It was but, at the Stone yeah. Church. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was good. It was, we had, everyone had a good time. Hey, yeah, it yeah, was a great it was awesome. night. So uh, live shows that you went to, that you saw. Like, can you remember one that was just like, wow? Early on, did would you see a show that you were like, I'm going to be a rock star? Um, I remember my my first concert ever was Weezer. 
And it wow, was, really? Yeah, and it was when Where? Maladroit came out. It was at Great Woods, which is now the Comcast Center yeah. or whatever. And it was when Maladroit came Outdoors. out, so it was 2004. Yeah. Right? So Weezer was still fucking awesome. And now... It's still kind of horrible. They are, but eh. Their okay. albums are really bad. But <laughs> like... Dude, so Maladroit came out, right? So, and like, I don't want to be a snob, but it was like... So at that point, they only had Blue Album, Pinkerton, which is the best album of all time ever. Pinkerton's amazing. It's, it's like my life blueprint <laughs> when i go to mix that's one of the warm-up songs for me to yeah. mix assuming it's a rock oh, thing it's so a loud, loud rock thing it is that is one of the mixes for me yeah forever it's even um, if i'm not gonna mix in that style perfect. So, so so good i know that mix so well that i put it up you listen to you always mix on some you know always sometimes you mix some people other people's speakers mm-hmm. that's one of the ones you listen to Anyway, so they come on and and it was just fucking amazing. Like it was. Was it just them? Did someone open? Someone opened, and it was oh my god. The name of the band was Ash. I remember because I loved them. Excuse oh, me. Oh yeah. Yes, I loved them. One of my favorite songs of all time. They were so good that they blew me away. And I don't such a love song. Nobody writes love songs. They wrote a beautiful love, really loud love song. I'll make you listen to it afterwards because we can't play it on the goddamn air. I really wish we could play it right now. I have to tell you, what's up? They made a big mistake. They fucking played only in dreams. Opening for Weezer. Yeah. This is not your thing. So guess yeah. who guess who played only in dreams yeah. as well? Right. Fucking Weezer. Right, yeah. And you right. know what they did? They yeah. fucking raised their drum, yeah, anyway. drum rise. It was fucking crazy. And did, like, yeah. you know, that's like one of those things where like the openers like, listen, like, what the fuck are they doing? We're, right. we're playing that song. We wrote right. that song. Right, right, right. They were right. trying to do it as tribute, and it's like, that's cool. And you know, I was pumped when it happened, but then like right. it was like, wait. But who does I, that though? That's kind of weird. That's yeah. harsh. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe they were on tour together or something, and it got weird or whatever. Anyway, so but that, but that's so that was it. You just kind of. I mean, that was my first like. I'd gone to some local shows. Yeah, I was like everything was screamo and hardcore back then on the local scene. This is like what two thousand three or whatever. And I saw Weezer, and it fucking blew my mind. And because I'd been listening because my sister, whatever Sam was into, I listened to at that point. She was my big sister, and she loved Weezer, and I got to tag along. With her and her friends, you know, right. and it was amazing. And then after that, I saw the White Stripes. Wow. And, th- and this is when Elephant came out, right? Yeah. So th- it's just like, it was like the best of times for these bands that right. I met. And this is when I was 14. So I was right. at he that was age. Where, it, yeah. And then that was when I start. I was playing gigs and I was like, this is exactly what I want to do. And right. Yeah. So uh, I guess uh, traditionally our other question that goes along with it is like, what's the worst gig you ever goddamn played? Um, I mean, dating back to forever. Yeah. I mean, there was this place. Worst gig. You were like, oh my God. <laughs> oh man, that's really rough because there were so many bad gigs. Well, so everybody has lousy gigs. I mean, Jesus, everybody does. You could be playing your whole life. It's a lousy oh, gig. Oh, man, there's right. so You know who's going to have a lousy gig this year? John Bryan. I don't know where it's oh, going to yeah. be, but you know one, of them, sure. one of them's going to suck. Yep, oh, I want to go there. And he like, knows it. John Bryan. Yeah. I know. This is dead. Oh, wait. Oh, it's coming alive again. Oh, good. We're going to make this happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> social media is everything. This is like <laughs> a like an iPhone it's, 2 you, you know, got over there. It's yeah. an iPhone 4. Yeah, it's pretty bad. If you look at social media like that, no, but I like to look at it like like it's another way of just making like 
finger paint art. You know, it's like, hey, let's just try this. Let's see what happens. You know what Definitely, I mean? Definitely, like, people are really into it. Like, once we started actually getting going on the People's Instagram, like, we had it for a few years and we didn't do anything on it. Once we started posting, we could start getting all these followers and people were like, people fucking care about this. Yes, they and do. they do. They yeah. Do. They, well, but it's because yeah. that's what you do all day. I mean, yeah. you get a little adrenaline shot every single time. I was listening to some guy on a podcast the other day. He was a decent scientist. He was saying, you get a little adrenaline shot it wasn't the first time i've heard it every time you get a notification it's just like if you go to the mailbox and it's like mm-hmm. oh mail like and yeah. you know that mail's either going to be it's either gonna be a bill and you're like fuck you or it's going to be like oh my god i had this surprise that i didn't even know about and it's going to be awesome or it might even be mail is not it could be a val pack well, no but i'm just saying obviously people don't do mail anymore imagine all day every day all the emails you get all the texts you get all those little notifications when one of them comes up there's that little shot of serotonin. There's that sure. little adrenaline. I have to say, Instagram is a lot more special. Like, Facebook is a lot of, like, people. It's like, are you going to go to this party? And, like, I know you can control that, but I just kind of ignore it. But, like, Instagram is definitely something different because yeah. it's always just, like, somebody like this, somebody like this. You're like, did they? They yeah. liked it. They like it. Yeah. Well, it's really, it's really straightforward. And I, of right. course, obviously, it's, it's um, matching everything to a visual, which is sure. e- easier to sort of grok immediately it's, yeah. right. it's like an easy <laughs> quick quick content Ooh, are you facebook living i'm live are you live pointing towards you or Me. towards but okay. we'll point toward you <laughs> <laughs> no it's okay Wait, why is my my phone sucks uh, okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's not working Wait, that was no, shortest facebook still, live ever again uh-oh okay battery's Better. dead uh, it's not it's nope. Down the line, uh, down, down the line, <laughs> I want to, I want to see. I'm, I'm, we're probably want to fix the, the ceiling in here. We'll probably put yeah, up some we'll, cameras. We'll, we'll and fix it. Do out. these oh, live? Yeah, actually, yeah, do these absolutely. live? Yeah, live. It's a little cool. scary to do that right now because we're still learning about the about the audio and the tech. Cool. Obviously, if the tech goes to hell while it's live, so one of no the only podcasts yeah. that I really know is Harmontown. Right. Have yeah. you listened to Harmontown? Yeah, yeah. And they they do it live and like. So do you watch Rick and Morty? I don't, but it's have just you I don't watch. seen it? I've seen it. Yes, it is. It's, I totally get it. It's the best fucking thing that's ever happened. Yep. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. You got to watch Stranger Things. I know. But different like, kind of thing. It's different. different. Kind of totally it's different. different and it's like if you want to laugh while also feeling like you understand because you hate literally everything that's going on, Rick and Morty is for <laughs> yeah, you. Where at the same time you want to be in like an alternate universe because Earth fucking sucks, but then you're like, oh, well, everything out there sucks too. Right. Rick and Morty, right. you know? Right. And it's like the fucking writers are geniuses. Yeah. And they, it's no just... Question. So when you hear their their podcast, it's like, it's so good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, the word podcast is a really big word. I mean, there's some things that are scripted. There's, I mean, some of them are actually just uh, just episodes of radio shows like, like uh, radio, radio, radio lab, radio lab yeah, is, sure. is not a podcast. It's right. it's you're just listening to radio lab in the podcast, in the podcast right, format. format, right? Yeah, but you could but, listen to it as a live broadcast right. and it'd be fine. Whatever. Right. I like this more, you know, this more punk approach towards it. Mm-hmm. I still feel like the way the way Briggs and I are, are we have a long ways to go to just sort of make it. I don't want to say entertaining. It doesn't have to be entertaining. The cool thing about podcasts is people just go skip. You know, some people are just going to go skip until they hear you singing again and yeah. they listen to the song. So it's like it's great. I actually been kicking around yeah. the idea of saying songs are at yeah. You know, they're at the beginning, and the end, and and at at you know whatever an hour and twenty minutes or whatever seventy two seconds. You know, whatever. I don't know whatever. It, Time I, X. We can figure it out. But <laughs> but no. But it's true, and I like that. And I I mean that's why we're so happy that you know people like you are coming on and 
just doing it, feeling it out along with us, you it's know, fun. finding yeah. other things. But there's always some sort of interesting kernel of truth that comes through. Like I'm still kind of figuring out how you go about balancing writing something so unbelievably personal. You're really telling the truth, right? Yeah. And then going out and doing it for people, right? Not that that's a bad thing. Well, I can't I'm really not... hear what you're saying at those clubs and their fucking shitty PAs. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what you're saying. <laughs> you're right. And again, I'm sorry to call you out, but but then you're going into a, a, a very, 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 very quiet place with expensive microphones and mm-hmm. carefully recording it so that it's everyone true. will hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad thing. and I'm, I'm complimenting you or I'm like, I'm celebrating the idea. Personally, not brave enough. Just not. Hmm. Not well. I guess it's just because I've never really written anything. Like I'm, I, I actually like. I find it kind of like a handicap that like I can't just tell a story. Like I can't make up a character and tell a story. I can't. I can't do. I can't do the Pete Townsend. Like here's Tommy and like blah blah. Like I can't fucking do that. And it's it kind of sucks. Well, it's interesting. You you pull some of the some of the bands. Obviously, you you pull up are super personal. Um, well, he does a lot of personal shit. Too, no, I mean, I, no, there's but, no question. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Jesus, some of his shit's un- so almost like I can't listen. Yeah, to Yeah, I know right? it's painful. You're Painfully like, dude, personal, right? like, <laughs> but no, but I mean, like a band like Weezer. Interestingly, like you, there is personal shit in there, but it's not. At least you know the songs that there's people a lot of consider humor. Weezer. Yeah. Well, it's 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 Weird it's humor. presented in a in an artistic fashion. Where I don't know if the guy actually was turning tricks and you know in uh, in order to get drugs, <laughs> or he's talking so. about somebody who did that, or is or not, or if there ever really was somebody, or <laughs> if that's supposed to be funny or not. But I like the idea that it exists that way. Yeah, you know, and then but look at things like you know Tom Waits, right? Which is there's a lot of personal shit in there. But he's almost presenting it from the narrator's point of view. And you're like, are you narrating you? Or are you narrating someone else? Are you Bob Dylan in this? Is just writing stories about the people that walk by you and that you know? He's all over the place. I he does some, that. some super confessional stuff, yeah. but then also like Eyeball Kid or whatever. You know, yeah. like weird shit. Big in Japan. Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, that song is awesome. What's he building in there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, do you, what do you roast the pig on? The... Cooking up a Filipino box spring Filipino hog. Filipino box spring hog, right. You're know, like, because they're burning a box spring to, to cook the, the hog. In oh, the I thought that was about like a hooker or something. No, I don't no? think that's what oh, it is. Oh, okay. No. But see, 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 the people are going to interpret your say, material like, no matter Honestly, what. like there are a few songs in this new People's Schools album where like, I definitely, it's not completely personal. Like I take right. a little bit of like a snotty maybe almost political approach to like saying things i'm saying which is really weird and new but yeah it's mostly like anything that's like about like a person that like i'm like you you do this and i love you like that's all personal shit right right well i mean telling telling stories everybody's you know everybody wants to listen to a story and that's what's cool and if you're you're going to tell it about yourself then then you know or you're gonna tell about someone else or whatever it's that authenticity that I think sells it, um, not sells it, but makes it work. Mm-hmm. And if it's not authentic, then you're responsible for making sure that I know that it's not and here's why, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But taking it seriously, even if it is funny or whatever, is difficult, man. So do you have a problem spreading out that recording process over time like that? Does that bother you? Like, do the songs change while you're recording them and shit? 
Um, it is a little weird to be like, I don't feel this way at all about this person anymore. And I'm singing about them, but like, it's an, it's like, you know, you're doing it every weekend anyway, live you get used to it. And then like, it's, it's a little strange at first when something separates and but like that at that point you start to get used to it being Mm. like, okay, that's in the past. And now I'm just singing about it. Right. But do you play covers? Uh, a, oh, I mean, definitely at my acoustic shows, I do. No, we I do mean, a yeah. few covers, but not really. What do you mean, not really? We, I know we usually, if we're doing like a two set show, we usually do like Sly and the Family Stone song. We throw that Yeah, in. I didn't mean like to fill out the set. I mean, as much as like that. I mean, like, well, put it this way right now, if you're following like Gig Wise or any one of those big sort of live show kind of either websites or Facebooks or, mm-hmm. or Instagrams or whatever. They spent all their time going, oh, well, Lettuce is joining, you know, uh, whatever, you know, Carl Denson to do a cover of Pink Floyd's The Wall. You know, it's all covers, 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 covers. It's not obviously yeah. these bands aren't cover bands, but like that's an easy way to push things, things forwards. Uh, again, I'm not I'm not suggesting you do it. I just figured that you did. Do you do you like pull out a cover for like an encore? Do you, you know, that kind of thing. Um, if you were going to do a cover, what would you what would you pull? We do. I mean, we have some skills. covers like having fun. Like, oh, we're gonna rip this one. I don't know. I mean, well, okay. So right now we're working on Camarillo Brillo. Yeah, oh, awesome. and like, yeah. So that's like okay. Like, let's do this for fun. But like, we don't really because like I just have all these originals and they just. And, oh no, I'm just thinking the yeah, audience might right. be like, oh, cool, they're doing this one again. You know? Yeah. I mean, we definitely do like. We do the Sly song. That's a that's a regular in our set. It's because mm. we play this Sly song and then we go into this original from it. Like it like oh, we connect it in right. a way and we start to jam and then we go back into it at the end. And it's kind of this thing that we always do mm-hmm. and it works out. And that's like a regular thing in our set. But other than that, it's like, okay, so we sometimes we do um, Tears of a Clown. Beautiful. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because we do kind of punk. It's like, a little, you know. That's and a great cover, yeah, too. People like yeah. that. Yeah. Especially at certain certain crowds are like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's, it's a because it's a dance song. It's a personal song. It's emotional song. Yeah. It's by like this iconic dude. Everybody yeah. seems to know it. It's been in like movies. It's like a really sure. Yeah. It's like a universal song. That's a great cover. Mm-hmm. Wow. In fact, that's a really good cover because yeah. you could do it a lot of different ways yeah you don't know if the guy's really means it or not yeah it's like yeah we do it kind of <laughs> like it's kind of like punk rock the way the Andrew's like <clears throat> yeah it's fucking cool it's got two it's got yeah. two gears right yeah yeah it goes down it's got this big kicks in right yeah it's yeah. like what a great cover nice huge we used to do go to the mirror which is one of my fucking favorite songs from Tommy but you know go to the mirror you know, he seems to be completely oh, oh, literally, okay, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, Sorry. it's like, and then it goes into right. the fucking theme from Tommy. Yeah, listening to you, yeah. I get the music. Yeah, and it's like, hard if you're covering and you go to the middle. Yeah, but dude, we fucking we used to rock it, and like Ander doesn't like to do it. You know, he's like, I don't want to play that beat. It's like, dude, you kill it, you kill the Keith Moon. Like yeah. he doesn't think he does, but he does. But he does his own <laughs> way. But he's still like, because it's hard, man. I tell you, it's hard right. to cover the I, move. I would ask. Like, I would. I would ask the people in the audience. They, well, I mean, it's like ask, you were talking they say, about before. Are you going to play that Who song? You know, people know. So you play that Who song yeah. like you did before, and it's like, nope, we're not. Sometimes you got to. <laughs> sometimes you got to suck it up. You got to be like, people want to hear it. We're going to play. It. Imagine if you went to a Pat Benatar show and you didn't hear "Hit Me with Your Best Shot." Yeah, you'd be like, <laughs> "Fuck be you, pissed, Pat Benatar." Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, "Well, you know, Neil Geraldo doesn't want to play it," and they'd be like, "Fuck <laughs> you, Neil Geraldo." 
fair enough. I didn't pay one hundred and eighty dollars to come to Bohegan Sun to see just to hear Love is a Battlefield. Yeah, fuck that fuck that song. I want to hear Hit Me as a Best Shot. Yeah, absolutely. I don't really want to hear that. Fire away. I I want to hear all of them. I don't want to hear Hit Me as a Best Shot either. That I'd wouldn't ra- be my first. I'd actually rather hear "Love Is Battlefield." I I think that she should go deep into her B sides, but yeah, whatever. for sure. Yeah, but absolutely. I mean, uh, hit me with your best shot. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That bad, huh? <laughs> but if you were at Mohegan Sun, that would be the perfect song. <laughs> yeah, I guess if I was I think at Mohegan so, right? Sun, yeah, where else are you going to see? <laughs> I mean, if right? you're there, I'm happy to hear or the anything. Club Casino, yeah, to get out of the yeah. the giant weird mall aspect of what that <laughs> fucking place is. Have you been there? It's weird. Did we talk? Did did we talk out of your worst gig ever? We did <clears throat> because I can't possibly pick one. Come on, pick one. Pick bad. two. Or an example. Oh, there must be something on the t- like something on the tour. I don't know, man. It's that's rough. There's so many fucking shitty gigs. Like it's true. There's so many gigs where there's literally nobody there except for the bartender. So like, how could I pick a single gig? So see, wh- while I was playing with different bands, while I was sitting in with cool bands and doing all this cool stuff and all that, I also played in wedding bands on the weekend when we had kids because I didn't make enough money. So we play wedding bands. So we never done I anything mean, like that. Did that for thirteen years. We never done anything like that. So my pride the gets list, in the way. The list of <laughs> crap gigs is just endless. It's the 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 hideousness. The, the people that run... Come on. Someone must have been... Okay. Do you ever have a heckler? Do you ever have someone stop your show? or I mean, some... I've had mad hecklers, but like we we don't let this shit bother us. Like I've had yeah. people like literally... Because like, I'm a girl. You know what I mean? I have guys Ooh. like All right. old Do you men mind talking coming. about that? Oh, yeah. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about it. it. Go. So like Panucci's is like one of the, my favorite oh, places Jesus. to play in Concord. Yeah, this is going to be really awkward. <laughs> no, I mean... I'm now regretting that dude, I asked. Honestly, no, Panucci's, Panucci's is fucking awesome. awesome. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's absolutely. Okay. No, no. I'm... I on behalf of the listener, I really do want to hear what you're saying. Personally, so, I mean, I'm totally fine with it because it happens so much. I'm so used to it. Not to say it doesn't yeah, disgust com- me. How, how sexist it is, is! How sexist is it of me to? Not, it didn't even occur to me. Of course, you have to deal with fucking shit all the time. I do. Okay, <laughs> hey, go ahead. So this one sound night, off. Here's your there's your here's your we platform. Ha- <laughs> Andrew and I have different like s- like he saw certain things that I didn't see, but we both knew there was a sketchy guy and he was older and like he came. He was with these younger dudes and I don't really know what happened. Andrew said he thought he saw these guys egging him on, but I know this guy was really drunk and he came right up to the stage and like we have a really good fan base at Panucci's and Concord like right. we play there and like we have a good people come out to see us right? right so this guy walks directly right up to the stage and it's a low stage it's like this high you know so right. he comes right up to my face and he's like saying things to my face and like people are pissed in the front row they're like get the fuck out of the way you know sure. what are you doing and he's saying things like he's like mouthing things to me like hey sexy and he's like putting his fucking leg <laughs> out and all this shit and I'm just like it took on, everything man. in my being not to fucking kick him right but i was like i can't start a brawl right now i want to finish the show and it was just disgusting and i was just i just turned away from him but it's so hard not to lose your concentration when you're like i just want to take my guitar off and fucking rip this guy's head off like so badly but that happened yeah and like of course like people in the you know there's like guys guys in the front row they're pissed and you're like get the fuck out of the way sure they don't know what he's saying to me he's like in my face like mouthing things to me like so gross. It's like you are so, the, literally the most disgusting disgusting. disgusting thing I've ever seen. Like, 
God. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> that kind of trumps pretty much almost all of my worst gigs. But that wasn't ever. even like the worst gig. That was a great gig. No, I know. A lot of people show up that game. It's just some guy. We're trying to ruin it. Jesus. The (laughs) the experience is so so heightened by the idea that you're actually on a raised platform (laughs) with lights shining upon you in particular out of the large number of humans that are in the room. And you're talking into a thing that makes your voice really loud. Yeah. And all that's happening while this guy in front of everybody. That's so strong, man. I mean, that is so narcissistic. That's it's, like narcissistic on another level of narcissism. Oh, I have a really good another story that's really oh. sexy. This is really great. So we used to play, the, we used to play the, when we first started out, we used to play at the old Barley Pub, which is tiny. When the, the old Barley, barley Pub, oh, the yeah, old yeah. Barley Pub. But right. when it moved, we played the new Barley Pub. And what was one of the, like, the first gigs was going to the new Barley Pub. You're talking and about moving to where Thirsty Moose Thirsty Moose is, yeah. Okay, yeah. So right. when that happened, we were playing there, and they had a, you know, a bigger stage than they used to have at the old Barley Pub. This is a place in Dover. The old Barley was actually really cool. Cool, although so it was really cool. small, and they used to do things like when it snowed out, all the Guinnesses would be a dollar. They were the only place that let us play. They were the only place that would book us awesome, for a year. Right? And when they <laughs> moved across the street, they had made like a jump to trying to make a lot more money or and whatever. Fan- restaurant, and, right? And food and it, it and... just wasn't the right people doing it. But anyway, please keep going. So. There was a lot of young people there, a lot of our friends and fans, and then a lot of other like random people that we didn't recognize. But so we finished our set, and you know we usually do an encore if people want it, but you know we were kind of taking off our instruments, and so everyone was clapping and cheering, blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden it kind of died down, and then you just hear this one kid yell, "Get your titties back on the guitar!" And everyone just what falls silent. And looks at him, and he just wow. kind of backs away. And I was like, "Are you serious?" Because it was silent, and he just kind of backs away. And it was like, "Man, you picked the wrong time to yell that!" Literally, everyone had just stopped <laughs> clapping, and it was like he just looked like an asshole. So I didn't have to do anything. I was just like, "This guy, right?" Right. Wow. Everyone right. was like, "What the fuck?" Right. What a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think somebody put him up to it, or would he actually? No, I think he was like in the. I think he was in the moment. He's clapping. Everyone's clapping. All of a sudden, everyone stops clapping. It's a really funny thing to say because it's a horrible thing to say. Yeah. At the same time, he's kind of saying, "I want to hear you play." Yeah, but you're right. But he's and he realizes what he says in the shittiest possible way. Like, whoa. Because yeah. he was pretty young, you know. I think he was yeah. probably like twenty-two. I think I was probably about like twenty-three or so at the time, and so it was like. You know, you're just a young idiot. Yeah, he, like, he may have misoverestimated <laughs> his yeah. power. In and that and the thing was that like everyone was cheering, but they kind of everyone kind of stopped and he said it, and he kind of missed the like, and it was like it was just so everybody heard it, and everyone was like, <laughs> "Holy shit!" Yeah. Do you think that 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 comes up? Do you think the idea of do you think when the people are booking you, they're like, "We're gonna book the band with the girl"? Do you think that's in 2016? Is that even a thing anymore? I don't. It- I don't think when people book, they really think about it. They're just. I f- honestly, I have this like weird like vision of people who book shows. I feel like I just see them like not really caring and just being like, "All right, yeah." But like, I'm sure that's not the case. But like, <laughs> well, I think I, I think that there's definitely examples of that. But I yeah. think you know, in especially now that there are so few places to play. I think you're going to see examples of that where they're just going to yeah. fill the calendar, but most of the places are going to be quite the opposite. They're going to really be trying to curate a whole list of people that are going to have like a vibe and a scene and all that. And I think that's where a lot of that exclusive stuff comes from. I think that's why so many people dislike 
you know, booking their bands because they realize they don't really fit the scene of, you know, whatever uh, venue X, but they're going to try to get in there anyway. So it's awkward if venue X doesn't want them there. I mean, but they don't want, they don't not like them. They're just like, you're just not going to fit here, you yeah. know? And yeah, and that could be really hard, you know? But so if I, if I understand what you're saying, but you don't run into that, you don't feel like there's, there's just a, you know, I mean, I, I guess I don't really know what goes on behind the scenes, but I've never, yeah. I've never personally felt like somebody booked us just cause I was a girl. Right. But maybe, I mean, I have no idea what goes on because right. most of these places that we book, we go back to again, like there's a place in Connecticut called the Stomping Ground and like, yeah. we're always going back there. Fantastic. And like the guy, the owner is such a great guy. And like, yeah. um, and you know, you know, Furies, that's like my, that's my favorite place. And Eric is so cool. And like, I also feel like there's like so many more like chicks just like playing all the right? time yeah, that, of like, course. that I know personally. I'm like, fuck yeah, that like, it doesn't seem as yeah, weird. But. That's what I, that's really what I was trying to get at. Yeah. I would think that, Considering the situation, considering the scene, considering what it's like, considering who's out there playing, that this wouldn't be as much of a factor. Which, again, to you living in it, you know, you are going to notice it or not. To yeah. me, it's unconscionable. The whole idea, if you looked at the like the the sixteen year old me, yeah, you know, I'm going to go. I mean, I would love to see it, but there's just none. I mean, the only girls that play guitar were like fucking Lita Ford. I mean, yeah. basically. You know, someone who's dressed like a hooker trying to be a hooker while they play the guitar. Or... Um, I'm going to have were... to step back and say yeah. that maybe you don't realize what you're saying there, but mm. what's the difference between the way she's dressing and the way that everybody else at that time is dressing? No, they I all agree. all the fucking hair and the makeup. No, I totally dudes, get you. Yeah. So why no, is she a hooker? You can come right at me. I have no, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. It's not that. I agree. The lead singer from Poison was also dressed like a hooker. But what I mean is, nonetheless, she's still dressed like a hooker. In other words, you weren't you weren't going. Wow, Lita's such a great guitar player. As much as at, at the time they were trying to present a girl, all I'm trying to get at is that's a double problem, not a not a single problem. It's not I, just the hooker problem. It's like I don't think the it's thing a problem is there were all. girls, there were women who were playing the guitar. You just they weren't available to listen to is what i'm getting at this is pre-internet yeah. you know this is uh well mtv i mean i'm, I'm actually a the leader for probably wasn't the best example before that who are you talking about runaways like which who, was a legit band who was the chick in the 70s though they called the female jimmy Hendrix. i can't remember her name she right. was fucking sick why well, can't i remember her name maybe it started with an r or something no one's arguing that there were women who no, were playing no but i but the I fact just that we can't remember so that is kind of proving my because point because it was like her band never <laughs> fucking made it she was in a three-piece right and she raged yep why well, can't I remember she had long brown hair and there's a i swear there's a picture of her with with uh jimmy page and they were like sitting in the back of a car Guys, Listen, it's, the, the point I'm making is right there. They were women who were fantastic guitar players. But what I'm getting at is for a long stretch there, black dudes can fucking play the fucking guitar too, but for a long stretch there, the only time you saw a black dude on MTV it was either if they were dancing or if they were playing the blues. It was just fucked up. It was uh, fucked the fuck up. You know where it comes right. from. Like. Right. right, but the point being that I, that is not the case now. And I love yeah. that. I mean, I that in my lifetime, that is a very different thing. And it's cool to hear that it's that you know it's almost not even on the radar when you think about going and playing live. It's just there's so few places to play uh, in the old school style. I mean, I still think there's a billion places to play, but they're just not named the Barley Pub anymore. Yeah, you know, so it's hard to find those places. 
There is. There are those places everywhere. You just gotta dig deep. I'm looking up. <laughs> I'm. I, we can't leave that alone. Female guitar player from. What are we in the seventies? Uh, probably. Yeah. Because yeah. she had it was like a baseball shirt and like the hair. Like she's so seventies. It's gonna be so obvious all of a sudden. It was like right. no wait. The band was called Ratatat. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think that was the name of the band. I'm not in the seventies, right? <laughs> I'm, I think I we're mix, I think mixing up I'm a couple sorry, of guys. Lord <laughs> Chavez, yeah, they're trying to go all female bands. That's not it. All right, here we go. Yeah, it wasn't all female. Did you say ratatat? I'm just gonna go right for that. Yeah, ratatat. Ratatat. Rat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think this is going to go up. So this, it'll be ratatat, or maybe ratatat band. Seventies, <laughs> <laughs> right? Nice. Seventies. Yeah. This is. It's so funny. Uh, yeah. Totally not what we're talking about. No. Oh, I got it now. Uh. She's so badass. Yeah, I'll keep looking it up. The funny thing is, uh, we we had one of these uh, a couple a couple back. Oh, yeah. I should bring this up for anybody who actually is still with us at this point. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, the song anniversary was by the band Tony Tony Tony. Ah, Tony it's Tony Tony has done it again. Yeah, and then it's like they do a verse, and there's like. Seven and a half minutes for fucking, and then like another verse, and then three Tonys show back up. That's what the whole point was. Yeah, that's the whole thing, and that's why uh, that's why Miranda did that song. The uh, workout, the uh, the regiment, the regiment was the same thing. It's like a break in the middle. Yeah, and then Tony, Tony, and Tony come has back done it again. Anyway, man, I'm sorry, Chelsea. We just totally got it. I, I yeah. can't believe I'm not <laughs> okay. finding this. Okay, you know what happened? This, the Ratatat thing just wrecked it. <laughs> okay, female guitarists. Like rock, right? Yeah. Rock guitar player. Like shred rock. Like she shreds. Totally rocking it. Yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you, did, but you had, if I remember correctly, you had like a, you connected with like uh, Courtney Love and some of those other, mm. those kind of things early on. Oh yeah, I mean I was completely into that because like, I loved Nirvana and I loved Courtney Love and I loved Hole and right. like I still do. But then like you know I got more into like the trade guitar thing and the psychedelic right. and like there obviously weren't as many options like women wise for that. Right. Which is it sucks, but you know. But then I got super into Joni Mitchell. I love Janis Joplin to it. And right. I love Joni Mitchell. And that was a whole different thing, obviously, than like the second thing. But like, I do love Joni Mitchell. Well, Joni Mitchell's like. I mean, um, she's a whole different story. She's her own thing. Right. I'm sorry I'm looking away here, but it's just <laughs> all people that I would have expected, you know. Looking Kelly Deal and Poison Ivy from The Cramps. Oh yeah, it's mm, a good one. I don't know how to say her name from Nashville Pussy. Uh, Ro- Reuter Soys, Soys. Sorry, I apologize again. Mm. Anyway, the reason why I knew that the the Tony Tony thing, like five people wrote in and were like, "Oh yeah," they messaged me right through the website. They're <laughs> like, "It's dude, it's Tony 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 Tony, Tony. Tony has done yeah, it again." Yeah, it's funny. And then my friends, some of my friends wrote in too. They're like, are you fucking stupid? It's like Tony, Tony, Tony. 
One of my friends was like, but I did have to, I did have to look up the uh, Duncan the, has the a lot of percussion. Uh, friends who are Tony, Tony, Tony fans. Sorry, man. Female guitar players. Like, so I I get, we gotta move out. on, or I'm just gonna I'll die. N- here, I'll right? let you know later. You can bring it up. Yep. Put it in the show. Just notes. so everybody knows. Chelsea so figured funny. it out. I, I listen to so yeah. many podcasts where during the podcast, they're like, yeah, we'll put it in the notes. And it's never in the notes. Oh, like, well, nobody well, ever get does in the that. notes. I'm going to find bullshit. out. We'll get in the notes. That's the total bullshit. Did nobody you search for does. female Jimi Hendrix? I didn't. I will do that while we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. I thought that was James Eha. I don't know if that's really true. No. It's a little yeah. harsh, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, had, you had like a, you had a, a pumpkin's face, right? Pumpkin's face? What the fuck is that? Phase, phase. <laughs> oh, smashing pumpkins? pumpkins. Yeah. No, Baze. fuck no. I fucking hate Billy Corgan. What the fuck is this? You Kirk never Cobain. dug it. Oh, I like chair rock, please. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can't. I, yeah, I can't imagine someone in your age group that didn't have like at least one like fucking Smashing Pumpkins. Song he was blinded by the fact that he was like completely transphobic on the internet, like a fucking. Is that true? Oh. Maybe yeah. Maybe, yeah, he was like complain. Somebody who's like made his pedals for years. He's like, oh, why don't you? He like made some Twitter posts. He was like, my pedal is shit. Why can't you figure out if you're a girl or a boy? You fucking wow. loser. <laughs> and it, this is like years ago. And it was like, all right, well, Billy Corgan sucks. Like, I mean, you already sold out all your music to Walmart. Like, well, now you're gonna be transphobic. <laughs> it's amazing hearing from like all these different angles, like where that because everybody has this, like, you know, oh god, I can't believe you fucked things up so badly. Yeah. I liked you before, now I hate you. Oh yeah, like, that pedal maker so is yeah. awesome too, though. Is that Debbie Ever? I think who made? Who I don't made that know. One, yeah. I don't know who it was. I just remember seeing that Twitter post, and I was like, well, I have nothing to do with you because you fucking suck. But I mean. Even back when, like, some of those songs, you know, like, Chair Rock is an amazing song, but, like, his voice is so annoying. And you know what I mean? It's like, Truth. it never really Truth. grabbed me. It, like, you yeah. know, everybody, it's like, it just. He's a good guitar player, I think, but, uh, yeah, the voice is, yeah. <laughs> I used to be a little boy. It's like, oh, I don't care about anything you have to say at all. <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have a real back and forth with uh with that guy because I just like a lot of the music. Yeah, and I can I, understand and that. People like that force you to include the artist in the equation. And yeah. I don't want to do that. No. I mean, I think before the internet you really didn't have to do that in general. Yeah, exactly. Because you, you don't really know who anyone is, and then you yeah. like see them push it and you're like, All right, you're you suck. Like good to know. This <laughs> <laughs> is just not uh, don't worry, we'll, we'll find, find nothing over there, man. Melina Moy, Anna Calvi, Michelle Malone, and I definitely want to see all these guitar players now. I Mia Coldheart of Crucified Barbara, Sister Rosetta Tharp. Who's that? Oh, what creator band is she of rock and roll? Right there. What does that mean? Rosetta Tharp. She she's the one who invented rock and roll, or whatever you want to call it, like pre Chuck Berry, yada yada. Go to town. Born 1915, go to town or Gibson SG. And Whoa! Bodies. Oh, Rosa, you guys seriously don't a, know Rosetta she, Tharp? No, she played a Gibson SG. What the She's fuck? She's fucking nasty. She's my new hero. I don't Tharp. even know who she is. Should be, should be. Look up her video. She's I will. Amazing. I yeah. will. Tharp, Dude, what? Uh, born in 1915. When was a Gibson Super SG badass. invented? In Arkansas, got her started at age four, singing and playing gospel music on guitar. This is after uh, that. This is credit to Guitar World magazine. Uh, with her mother at Southern Tent Revivals, she later started playing a mix of gospel and secular music and began recording in the late 30s with Lucky Melinder's Jazz Orchestra with 
While her church-going fans were mostly horrified. <laughs> oh, she's so awesome, though. She gained a huge Devil's fan base music. of secular music lovers. She died in 1973 following a stroke, but left behind an indelible musical legacy. Absolutely. Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, Johnny Cash, and Isaac Hayes have all cited her as an influence. And Little Richard got her his start by opening up for her at a show in Macon, Georgia, in 1945. Damn. No, that's the real right there. Like, she out created Thor. rock and roll. Like, she did. Her. I mean, if yeah. Little Richard opened up for her. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What, like, that's it. And if, like, you see, if you see some of these old videos, she absolutely slays on the guitar, too. She's dude. nasty. Well. Uh, yeah, no, look it up. It's great. Rosetta Tharp, she's awesome. Yeah, that's, well, that's great news. That's no woman started at Yeah, all. right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. So where are you in the recording right now? What do you think? What's happening? Is this going to happen? You figure you're going to get it done? We are going to get it done. Who knows when? But we just have some uh, secondary guitar parts, some solos and vocals, and then a bunch of bullshit. Do you have a relationship like with, do you you, you play regularly at uh, Wrong Brain? Obviously, a relationship with, I was going to say live playing at Wrong Brain. Do you do do that? Is that Uh, how It's a little more sporadic. Uh, We do play. We ha- there's an event coming up in November. I think it's either November 5th or 6th. Like, I think it's the 5th. It's a couple weeks from now, yeah. But it's uh, Cosmic Prom, and we're playing that. People are playing that, and it's awesome. You can either show up dressed cosmic or fancy like the prom, or both, which we're trying to do. Awesome. And so it's like space-themed and prom-themed. Oh, so we're great. playing, and then there's going to be a DJ afterward who's amazing. And so we're trying to figure out what we want to do. We want to do some space songs. We want to do some like typical prom songs, you our own songs. You, like, you, you want to go? Sing? What? Ding, 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 ding. That space hog song. Space hog, we'll do it. What's that song called? Space hog. I never. In the meantime, what a song! Oh, that's and you know what you could do if you had like uh, you know how you on your on your phone you can make like little soundboards. That sound is um, that's the sound of a of the the English uh phone when it's ringing you call it and it's like like when you're waiting for the person to pick up oh really like you could hold your phone up to the mic so it goes (laughs) what's the name of that app where like it's only on iphones i remember because i couldn't have it on my samsung but like you can't it's like it's like six squares and they're all different colors and you each one you press and you make a noise and that it's like you beatbox with it you're like i don't What's know that app oh my god it's like you can record a noise it could be like a dog barking it's i like know what you're talking yeah, about because people like, made videos of themselves <laughs> doing it yeah, yeah right yeah right right i want that now that i have an iphone i can get it I but anyway that I, that's what other great space prom songs would there be yeah that good. one for oh well the all the rest of them are going to be dumb after that one no so anything go. dumb <laughs> is fine you should sing you don't know this song i'm guessing but if you did, and I know Briggs will know it, so we're totally generation gapping here, but you should look up the song by Zager and Evans called In the Year, in the year 2525. In the Year 2525. Again, I'll play it for you guys oh, after, after we're done. <laughs> Everybody who's listening who knows that song is probably like, you know, that probably would be a good Cosmic Problem song. <laughs> Am awesome. I wrong? No, no, Especially no, no, played right. by Chelsea and People's Skills. Yeah. Oh, that oh, would be like so good. crazy. All right, we got to do They it. also made a TV show called Cleopatra 2525. I, 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 I know. Where but, they, yeah, okay. But so it's know, bad. Right. This song no, is the, yeah, the show is terrible. really bad. The song is way better than the video that goes with the song. It, the video that goes with the song is almost wrecks the song. 
Like, oh, just yeah. see it as a song. If you guys learned how to play it, it would be. And plus, if people didn't know what the song was, oh, it's even better. It's totally fine. Yeah, it's really bad. What's it called? In the year twenty five twenty five. In the year twenty five twenty five. Yeah. The words are great. It's like a story. It's like a little story where it's like in this year this happens, yeah. and then in this year <laughs> this happens, and this. But in this year, yeah. <laughs> it's like really bad. You, this is I. No, this is good. I, it's either we're very cool, deep or I am the oldest person in the world no, right now. Honestly, no, like no, no, right no, now, we're thinking song, like David still. Bowie. We're like, what can we do? We're like, okay, we do Ziggy Stardust or like, uh, like is, Starman. We need yeah. some weird shit. No, this is, yeah, this is yeah. the yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. cool. In the year yeah. twenty five, twenty five. Yeah. Yeah, I'm either for sure. I'm either Tom York or Neil Diamond right now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't decide. I'm one of those. <laughs> It's either that was the cool old guy or the worst thing in the whole world. No, no, it's uh, it's good. <laughs> all right, good. Thank you. Yeah, but, there you, you know. go. That's all you need is those two songs. You can just play them over and over. Yeah. Definitely, we're definitely doing space hog, like That's for funny. sure. I'm yeah. like, why am I doing a blank? You know, all these fucking space things. I just can't think of them when it comes down to it. We're like, what are we gonna do for this? And like, it's good. Those are good ones. Well, if 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 someone's when is this? It's uh, November fifth. Yeah. How do people get in touch with you? The band? No, you in particular. Or the band, Me? whatever. If they want to you... send you a message like, this is the song you should play at your cosmic prom, how would they do it? Would they go to People Skills and hit you contact can, us? Or yeah, something you can that? either go on our Facebook, it's just People Skills. I'm pretty sure it's like Facebook.com slash People Skills. Yeah. Send us a message. Just search for People Skills, we'll come up. Great. Send so, a message. Right. right. So, yeah. those, so anybody who's listening, if you have a song for the cosmic prom, yeah, you got a you request. Totally, totally send it to Drop Jesse. it. That's bad. Cosmic prom songs. Yeah. Because prom is so rife with ribaldry and weirdness. Sure. But also cosmic intentions. Was yeah. this your is this your sister's idea? Yeah. Because it's a fucking good it's idea. A good idea. That's a good one. It's like you can you either, either love going yeah. to prom or it was like really bad, right? Well, there that's are, why how many it's people like, have like sort of a it was okay. Well, if it was like that's how I feel. It was kind of okay. We just left early and got high. You know, so like <laughs> well, we went bad, to go right? for a second, and then we're like, why are we here? Let's go get high. Right. It was all good. But like <laughs> But for this, it's like, yeah, if you had a horrible time at prom or if you didn't go, you didn't get asked, whatever, this is like your fucking prom. It's like, can't be weird. It's cosmic prom. Like, did, right. you got nothing to worry about. Like, Yeah, that's fantastic. I tell you, my boyfriend's going to wear a dress. Nice. I'm very excited. Well. A well, cosmic dress. A cosmic. It has yeah. to be. Yeah. It no, it's going to be, be same, cosmic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Every, I'm going to think of so many good space songs. I think everybody, it's like, you can dress cosmic or you can dress fancy for prom. Combine them. You know, like Absolutely. combine them together. Like. Right. Although you made a really good point. Starman is like the the free bird of cosmic. Yeah, prom. I think we're we're right. definitely gonna do Starman. Have like to. that's you for sure. To. Yeah. If you do slow it down. Na, 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 it always was like, like my favorite. That's when you could do it in such the, a good song. Yeah, waltz. yeah I'm probably not gonna do it on a waltz. No, you know, like a twelve. <laughs> no, like a twelve. No, no, no. That's. Anyway, whatever. It's all good. That's fan. Yeah, it's keep it rocking, gig, man. not my gig, man. Yeah. They didn't ask me to play. No, because we're going to do some like. I honestly went to like straight up waltzes. Like, I want to do like Blue Moon. Just, you know, you that's think, of, you right, think right, of Greece right. and like that's yeah. a prom. Like, oh, yeah, shit. You like, could play Bad Grease songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah but dude, I'm all about oh. the Bad Grease songs. Yeah. What's the one that uh, the the mean girl sings? 
Dude, I was a mean girl. Do you remember? Do you remember when you coached me through that? You were like, who no. do you want to be? No, let's talk about it. You're I like, honestly don't I was like, this. it was my junior year, and I was like, I'm trying out for Greece. And you were like, well, you think you're going to get it apart? And I was like, maybe. Keep and in then, mind, this is a guitar lesson. And, and this is turned out that the really what's good. The, what's the bad? What was it? Rizzo. Roxy. Rizzo. And I ended up being you Rizzo. You wanted to be Rizzo? You, I said, I said, I want to be Frenchie. You said, no, you don't. Who do you want to be? I said, I want to be Rizzo. Yeah, that and so, was it. Because yeah. you were obviously wanted to be somebody. I did. So and I, just, I was well, like, well, like I'm not going to. one. Keep yeah. asking the student over and over until they tell the truth. And then yeah. say, why don't you do that? Like, that's not hard. And then we did the song. <laughs> dude, we worked on it. And dude, you were like, dude, what are you doing here? Yeah. you know. And I got the fucking part, man. I was Rizzo. Wow, who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I was, was the, the bitch. It was a, uh, well, she did the, uh, you know, I could stay I, home every night, oh, wait around for okay. Mr. Right. How are you not yeah. doing this song, <laughs> Cosmic Problem? Dude, with I don't the know. Story. I, I love that song. I want to play it, it every even night. has a multi dimensional yeah. aspect does. to it now. Take cold showers every day, <laughs> throw my life away on a dream that won't come true. The poor bass player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's going to be like, do I have hey, to play this song? Care. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay. Hey, if he has some suggestions, he can bring them to the table. If not, we're doing all of Greece. <laughs> bring wow. Wow. Well, that sounds like it's going to be a really fucking, seriously, it sounds like it's going to be a, an amazing night. An amazing night at Wrong, at wrong Brain in, in yeah. Dover. That's great. So what is the uh, what is the near future? What uh, I have a saying, which is you never know what's going to happen between now and Christmas. So Ooh, between now and Christmas yeah. is way too many local gigs. Really, you have too, a bunch of them. It's too many, too okay. many local gigs. I don't know how Great. it fucking happened. Good, that's fantastic. Yeah. Where's your schedule? People are going to get really sick of us. So we're so like I said, we're doing every Wednesday at Furies, which is uh, we know five that. of and them. That's five fantastic. Wednesdays in They're doing one the month. fucking the prom yeah. in also in Dover. <clears throat> On November 5th. And then the day after, we're playing the Stone Church on the 6th. Yeah, but that's not in Dover. That's a great place. It doesn't matter. Our fans are in Dover and Portsmouth. Right. We don't have many fans in Newmarket, so they'd have to drive. This is an opportunity <laughs> for you to make new fans. Hey, six people in Newmarket. Come out and see what, us. What, what night are you playing Yeah, in Newmarket? Uh, it's going to be Saturday the 6th. So yeah, we'll six people on anyway. the 6th. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's Who's also we're playing with this being the jaunty. And, like, You're going to have a great time. I met one of them at Fish. They kind of blew up. Behind our backs. This is fantastic. It does good. And that's why we wanted to play with them because, you know, they're doing really well and they're cool. And I know the drummer and he's a good guy. And so we were like, well, we're playing a lot in November locally, but fuck it. We'll play with you guys. I think there's another band too. So it's not going to be like dead. I think you should Facebook live all of these, uh, all of these furies things. Yeah. Yeah. So people don't have to come out and see them? They can just stay at home? <laughs> no. The people that were going to stay home and watch them on Facebook Live weren't coming out in the first place. No? Well, one of them is completely not as fun as the other. But at the same time, if you're not there, it's better to be on Facebook Live. Plus, a lot of people who don't go to rock clubs are going to watch. That's great. You know? Some people just aren't into the onto that, just like the the sort of the heavy chaos, the big, you know the big active vibe of being in a rock club. They just like your music. Yeah, well, too, Wednesdays you know? aren't so crazy, so. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> can they uh, can they get some food when they're there? Oh, yeah. Food till midnight at Furies. What? what? Furies is... You should start with that. Dude, it's amazing. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you're like, I'm fucking starving. It's 1130. Look, I'm going to go to Furies. I'm not like, saying that right? people should go to Furies in order to eat. They're obviously going to go see it's you. A but what perk. I'm saying is it's a total perk, yeah. which is like not only... You can get out of work and you just go to Furies and you don't have to fuck around. It's amazing. Yeah. 
You don't have to feel bad that you stopped at Burger King and just got four orders of mozzarella sticks. <laughs> no, nah, you can go to like Furious that. and you can get a meal. That's right. It's beautiful. Fantastic. <laughs> when do you think the uh, the album's going to be together? Ooh. So we're at, we have this plan. I think it's a good plan. It was Andrew's plan. We want to record it, try to get an independent label to buy it, and okay. fund our next tour. <laughs> really? Okay. Because a lot of bands that are about our size are doing that. And are so, you willing to uh, hipster up enough to do things like cassettes or LPs or anything? No, like fuck that. that. I'm never. I'm never fucking releasing a cassette. So this, yeah. <laughs> oh, LPs. How I gotta be honest. You, I mean, it's I, refreshing I'm, to hear both sides of this. I dude, love it when people ugh. are like, "Yeah, I'm doing the cassette thing." I'm like, "Fuck yeah, bring it on!" And then I love it when people are like, "No, nope. those sound like shit." So it's no, gonna sound like great. shit. And like, right. how many people have a fucking cassette player in the car? It's well, cool, it's cool make if you do. People who have shitty cars do like rock and roll I have music. A shitty but how long car, is your like car going to last, man? <laughs> as long as I can make it Not last. Not as long as our album I'd like to last. Truth, truth. Although, as long as it's in the cloud, it'll be it'll be there forever until the EMP. Dude, I just got to say, as I much love to everybody that I'm friends with that does this fucking stop releasing tapes, I hate it. Okay. I fucking hate it's it. It's not your thing, man. It's not my thing at all. I and get I it. fucking oh, It's fun for people who like that shit and that's great. And I love the idea that you're buying something that is a thing. I mean, I really love that idea. I think most people who buy stuff well, there's it's two obvious reasons. One, they really like it and they want to have it. Or two, they just really want to support the band and it's fun and it's awesome. And honestly, if you were selling cassettes, you know, for fucking five bucks while I was at your show, I'd be like, hey, here's five bucks for a cassette only because I would support you. So right, whatever you're pointless. selling. pointless. We don't right. need useless so fucking do you, do waste. Do you guys do the merch thing? Do you- oh, yeah. We do the merch thing. So- we got plenty of t-shirts. Oh, great. So we're have, lucky that, that right. my sister designs them. My yeah. mom oh, prints them. My mom t- hand tie-dyes them. We got Beautiful. all sorts of t-shirts. Great. Then I would, I would probably not. No, yeah, and we got C- We have CDs with amazing original artwork done Beautiful. by Sam. Yeah. You know, we got posters. We have patches we have pins we have little pins you can get for a dollar you know these little yeah. cute creative funny pins that sam does it's like we have so much shit you can buy for such little money if you time it right you could even take advantage of bossy the christmas cash cow <laughs> <laughs> hey get rid of all of your presents in one day <laughs> just go to a Go to the uh, People Skills show. Yeah, yeah. you could. See, do, you, do you hear that sentence? I hate sentences like that. Sentence, yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, just what it's going to be. Dude, I would be interested in releasing it like a vinyl for sure. It's expensive, yeah. but I, I mean, a vinyl sounds the best. It, it sounds really good. Right. That's why right. I'm down to do it. Right. Like, the cassette thing right. just seems like a novelty hip thing. Like, oh, you release a cassette. And it's the like, reason I was yeah, it's cheaper, but yeah, like, what the fuck? You like, might be able to get picked up for... Not like a, by a whole label. I'm look. You could totally get. We've up had by a an label. offer already. Right. Well, and that's like, fantastic for our, the, the tape thing, and it's like, right. well, you know. Well, no, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. What you could probably do is, regardless of whether the label comes, obviously, if the label comes through, you're done. But if you find that that's difficult, or the timing's wrong, or they're not looking for something until the summer, or some bullshit, you could probably set up independent deals for the cassette release, for the vinyl release, yeah. For that kind of stuff. You guys can definitely get onto Spotify by yourself, right? Yeah. You know, and while you don't make a direct um income off Spotify, that's a big deal. It's a you it's it's the where it is. Spotify, Apple Music, Google yeah. Play, that's where everybody listens. It's yeah, what they it's listen true. to. I just so, see, see I know how hard it see is. See those but. fucking charts of what the employees of Spotify make versus the artists? It's disgusting. Chelsea, I, and I'm not I, that I, idealistic. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not, I know I'm not going to be a fucking millionaire making this shit come from New Hampshire and do whatever. Yeah. But like, that's disgusting. 
It's no, Chelsea. I have this is the first last, last quarter of uh, twenty fifteen, which reports, you know, whatever six months later through BMI, um, I finally cleared like seventy eight thousand plays on Spotify, and I got a. I have a check from BMI, and so they tell you where it's all coming from. Yeah, and I made thirteen cents. So there you go. <sighs> Dude, that's so. disgusting. No, 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 no. But it it is disgusting. But on the other hand. It's what it is. So in other words, rather than it's just like anything else, I can die on this mountain. <clears throat> I can say, this is the mountain I'm going to die on. I'm going to defend this mountain until you I die. You have so much yeah. more this than Spotify not, going now. This is not now. the mountain This is not or the mountain. you could like, look through on. your couch and you can find 13 cents. Yeah, I'm saying like, <laughs> in other words, I, I'm either not going to get paid or I'm going to be on Spotify and anybody in the entire world can hear me and I'll get 13 cents. But... There is no other option right now. Yeah. So I choose not to die on that mountain. I'm just going to put it on there. So, well, I guess if you're yeah. not like gigging and shit. But. Even if you are. It's a, because if you're at the gig, someone's going to buy the CD. No, put it this way. Realistically, who listens to fucking CDs? Everybody. On the other hand. No, I would tell. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you know that we people. <laughs> Dude, shut up. You don't know what's I got, going on. I got skeptical hippo eyes. You don't know what's going on because you're not in it and you're not modern. You're not relevant. And I, know, I will I'm, tell I'm, you I'm what so it's old. like. I know. I'm not trying to tell you that you're old. No, no. I'm not no, trying I'm, to be a I, dick. Believe me. No, none of this is working on me. I I'm, actually have the stats. I'm <laughs> telling <okay>. you. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck it. I don't care. No, no, no. I, I totally get it. But people at your shows are totally buying CDs. People want to put the fucking CD on their computer. That's exactly right. They just want to grab it. They want a fucking tape. What are they going right. to do with that? I completely right. agree. CDs versus cassettes. You're not even. We don't even need to talk about it's it. So I think the, the the lovely thing about selling shit at your shows is that it gives people a chance to be connected to you, to be part of the thing, and to be honest, just to support you. A lot of people wish they could be you, Chelsea. A lot of women wish they could be you and they didn't fucking pick up the guitar and they didn't fucking start singing and they didn't start fucking writing songs or even worse they did and quit before they even got off the ground and they regret it their whole fucking lives so when those women show up or men or anybody who's not living the dream that you are they're going to give you a piece of what they have because all they can offer is fucking 15 bucks you're giving them what they always Ten wanted. Okay. Well, maybe <laughs> they'll buy fuck, two. Man. Maybe they could buy two for your inspiration. <laughs> Seriously, man. You know it's true. You may not see it a lot. The more, the farther you go, the more people are going, that's what I wanted to do, and I didn't do it. So you're just giving them an opportunity to say thanks, man. That's all it is. And I love that. And then, of course, you have a whole you know, bunch of people just really love your music and they want to listen to the music on CDs and all that stuff. But this is a fucking big deal. I know it's hard for you to see because you're in the middle of it. You're like in the center of what I'm talking about. But you didn't fucking quit. So don't fucking quit now. I'm not that you were going to quit now anyway, but it's like you can't quit now. There's people who are seeing what you're doing and going, I wanted to do that. That's it, man. It doesn't get any weirder than that. <laughs> and it's really not that bad, right? So I mean, it's not. It's really not that bad. I wish I had some money to pay rent, but... I know. I get it. You know, it's... 
you come and do something cool one night, you forget about it for a little bit. You know, today I'm like, oh, this is fun. Tomorrow morning I'll be like, I don't have any money. But, you know, we'll yeah. get through that. I know you will. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, but here we are. It's 2016. Still alive. Yeah. Still rocking. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I, I made it this far. thinking the same thing every year. So here we go. Right. I'm <laughs> laughing because after you pet the dog. I know. The, the dog he sheds the more hair, than any other yeah. dog in the whole world. Oh, the dog yeah. is the most shedding dog ever. Will you play one more song so we can get out of here? Because yeah, yeah. I really want to hear it. You've talked it up. Let me yeah. move some mics around. Awesome. You want to tell us a little, since we won't be able to tell, we're going to just finish up on this. Well, this What's is this a, song about? This and, song is about pretty much the same thing the other song's about, but it's <clears throat> more, <clears throat> it definitely it heads more on the like, you're right, and you're a great person, and let's see what we can do for you, rather than the "woe is me, what about me" kind of <laughs> side of that. And uh, yep. yeah, will this be will this be on the new record? Yeah, it will. And this is definitely one that we've been playing for a while. It was one of the first like new songs off the album that we played live and really worked. And it has some like heavier parts with guitar solos, and I don't do that obviously right now, but it's you know. Well, let me let me put it to bed for everybody. So this is going to be on your new record, which yeah. does have a name yet or not? Yes, it's People Skills at Distractions. Distractions, fantastic. Yeah. We don't know exactly when it's going to be out. But it will <laughs> we hopefully don't. be out before Christmas. Oh um, God, it's not going to be out before Christmas. Oh, okay, all right. Well, then then early early twenty seventeen. Early we'll twenty seventeen for, for sure. Wow, that's fucking. Right? That's a year. And that's then, another uh, whole year. Obviously, people can uh, can always find you on on social media, people skills. Dude, and you can get some free listens in for free on Bandcamp. I don't know how many. They eventually cut you off, but you can listen for free for a Another few times. Another Bandcamper. There you go, Bandcamp. We do. Beautiful. Uh, do you have it? You, do, you don't have things that are on Spotify right now. Not Spotify, but Bandcamp, right. you can listen away. That's fantastic. <laughs> Chelsea Paolini and people skills. What's this one called? It's called I'm Not Jealous. Well, you went so long and you didn't say a word about it But then you let it out loud when you have a couple drinks, you can shout it But then your heart retracts and you want to take it back I hope that someday you will see That baby, you can talk to me Baby, you can talk to me Well, you gave it nine lives and we made it in the afterlife Because my demons yell and your angels answer with a knife I can't blame your bus, your unwillingness to trust I've done enough to make you free But baby, you can talk to me Baby, you can talk to me Baby, I'm not jealous, now I get it And I want you to explore it I'm so sorry, I was mean And I confused you even more I'll let you know you're still the one that I adore Cause baby, I'm not jealous anymore Well, I had a chance to help you claim your raw true self But I made up my pain and I put your story on the shelf 
And now I'm trying to prove that I can't remove the walls of insecurity. So someday you can talk to me. Wish that you could talk to me. Baby, I'm not jealous. Now I get it. And I want you to explore it. I'm so sorry I was mean. And I confused you even more. I'll let you know you're still the one that I adore. Cause baby, I'm not jealous anymore. From the radio, from my favorite kids in town. Feeling is buzzing and the love is thick around. Now it's all clear, can I put it in your ear? We all is all we need to be. And baby, you can talk to me. Baby, you can talk to me. Baby, you can talk to me. Maybe you can talk to me when you're ready.